Hey everyone, I'm AudioNerd64. And I am Big Nakruma. And we are your gamer friends. We are your gamer friends, and we have a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, um, we're just gonna we're gonna cut the theme music. <laughs> too long. It's <laughs> too, too long, long, too long. We gotta we gotta get into this. <laughs> we have a shit ton of E3 news for you. We're gonna do our best to be both concise but also comprehensive in terms of what we're covering. Uh, so if there's something we skip that you really love, we're really sorry. We also love you. And maybe at some point in the future, we'll come back to it. Most of these things are not being released like this week. So we've got plenty of time to jump into a few more of the things that we don't talk about in the future. Um, but we'll do our best to summarize for you in the show notes exactly uh, what we're talking about and what the timestamps are and all of that. So buckle in, I guess. Yeah. So let's get started. So E3 happened. For the listeners that don't know, because I know we do have some casual gaming fans. We do have some casual losers. We just lost them. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> um, E3 stands for the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Three E's. E3. Wow. Um, and it happens in LA every year. And ba- I don't. I think it's just. Is it just video games? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like general nerdery with the show floor stuff. But basically, like there's definitely people in cosplay. Right. But basically all anyone gives a fuck about at E3 are the games. And the only press conferences are games. Right. The only press conferences are games. All the news that comes out of it is game related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just video games. It's nerd video game Christmas, basically. Yes. So I like that. That's very accurate. And now we kind of have a a blueprint really for like the next 12 months of releases mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. most part, um, as well as uh, I would say maybe a projection of what the next 24 to 36 months looks like. A that few games right. that are not going to come out next year either. Like they're, they're like two or three years away. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these things we might be talking about for quite some time. That's but the, um, That's the fun thing about E3, but. Let's just dive right in. Yeah, we're going to go in order. We're going to start with um, the EA press conference um, and then just go in order from there for all of the press conferences. um, And we'll include some tidbits about what's happened on the show floor uh, in the past week, um, if there's any updates there. So um, without any further ado, the very first game at E3 was uh, in EA's presentation, and -hmm. it was Battlefield. With the formal Battle Royale announcement. No one shocked. No one was shocked at all. (laughs) Now has a Battle Royale. No, it's completely what everyone was expecting. Um, Unfortunately, there are still women involved. Um, So so the historical accuracy is out of the window. As we all know, (laughs) no women existed during World War II. Um, So really, why would anyone buy the game? It's so tainted at this point. I know. I can't wait to be a gamer with a capital G and boycott it. <laughs> All I'm saying is that when Tweet I snipe someone out of a fighter jet, I don't want that person to be a woman. Because <laughs> historical accuracy really demands really matters. that that it be a man that I'm sniping from the ground. From the ground. Uh, out of their aircraft. Yes, yes. During the battle royale mode. <sighs> I just props to EA for like jumping in and really trying to shut some shit down. Yeah, no, they really doubled down. They were just like, you know what? 
if you have a problem with that, we don't give a fuck anymore. They literally said, don't buy the game. Don't buy it. And I, I think that's the first time we've seen a company was just like, all right, fuck y'all. And like, mm, was good. Well, we'll get into it a little bit later. Bethesda had some words for, <laughs> uh, I think, some of the same people. Well, they did. <laughs> they did. Um, so it wasn't just it wasn't just EA. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I as I've said before, I'm not a huge Battlefield person. No. I I can't see myself picking this up um, regardless, mm-hmm. um, even if it does have women in it, um, which actually just makes me more interested in playing it to right. like see what the storyline is. Um, but I mean, for those of you who are Battlefield fans, I do think that out of all of the uh, Battle Royale presentations and announcements of uh, presentations and announcements that were made at E3, uh, the the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale does look uh, really good. It does look good. So maybe uh, maybe in the future, if we get in on some of that EA Origins Pass or whatever they're calling it. EA, EA the, Access, get it well, together. Well, that's for consoles, but they announced like the PC version. Oh, that's right, where they get everything. Yeah, it's everything. PC supremacy. I know. Once so, again. Uh, maybe at some point in the future, I'll have to like uh, dive in just to see. Um, but for now, uh, I think it's fair to say that Battlefield fans who um, are not uh, losing their minds <laughs> they over, get to enjoy a really great game. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems it seems great <laughs> with so. a less toxic fan base. So congrats, <laughs> kudos to all of you, <laughs> to everyone involved. Speaking of toxic fan bases, um, the next two games were Star Wars related. Uh, also... I'm so mad that she left. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but... Um, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Star Wars fans have bullied, um, one of the new actresses from The Last Jedi off of Instagram and, you know, have put question marks around her future involvement in the franchise. Um, we'll leave that aside for right now because it technically doesn't have anything to do with video games. Um, but they did announce that Jedi Fallen Order is going to be the next uh, big Star Wars game that comes out. And so we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Um, and Battlefront 2 is getting Clone Wars, which a lot of people are really excited about. They announced that General Grievous and Obi-Wan are coming. So if you haven't abandoned the game yet because of the loot box shit fest then uh it seems like it might be a a fun time for you i just every time i think about star wars battlefront 2 i think of that photo i don't remember what store it was in i think it was like a walmart or something where it was just full (laughs) completely like no one looked at it no one touched it no one acknowledged that the game even existed (laughs) it's a pretty good image um <clears throat> Lord so have mercy. I don't have too much else to say about Battlefront. I mean, um, maybe I'll play it. I I'm <laughs> taking a pretty strong stand against the the loot box situation. If anything, it was kind of funny because the guy who came out to present on behalf of Battlefront was really apologetic. It was like he it, it almost felt late. like he lost a bet, and that's why he had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. But anyway, moving on, um, EA always uh, talks about two indie games. And uh, Cedric, you had literally a face of delight when they talked about this first game. Yes, I did. So Unravel 2, which I've never heard of the first one. Really? Yeah. So you it just was like, cute. you run around as like this little, is it yarn or is it 
It's like yarn. Is it string? Okay, it's, so it's, it's like yarn. You're a little cute little yarn person, and you like run. It's a platformer, and you run around, and you use like your yarn to like get places. Like you can use it as like a little little grappling hook. You can use. You can like. Well, this one you get to play with a friend. So there's two yarn people. You can make like a little trampoline with your string, and one person hops on, the other person hops. On. It was very cute. It had it had like very like. Little Big Planet vibes, except with yarn people. It did sort of give off some Little Big Planet vibes, or like a like a Pikmin sort of look to it. Yeah. It, looked, it looks adorable. Yeah, I I'm excited to, to play, play it. it. Uh, the first one was a solo experience, and this one is a two player co op. Um, so maybe we'll have to get another indie spotlight going, mm-hmm. uh, not just for Unravel Two, but also one of the games that I think was. Truly one of the the most breathtaking presentations that I've seen, if not just because the game itself looks so beautiful and thought-provoking, but mm-hmm. because the developer, you could, like, tell how passionate she was about the project. Absolutely. And I just wanted to give her a million hugs. Like, I No, she was her. like, it, it's really nice to see um, artists that are super connected to the work that they're creating. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a it's an opportunity. I don't think we get to see it much in video games. I think we just sort of like you know yell at the the, the developers for these AAA games on Reddit, um, and we don't always realize that like oh wow these are people and like these people are making things. It's definitely different when you're thinking about like uh, an indie developer who very much is a personality. For the most mm-hmm. part, like a lot of these games are led by studios with three or four people, and there's one very charismatic leader whose concept it was and everything. Right, right, right. Um, it seems very much like that is the situation um, with uh, Sea of Solitude. It just looks incredible, and the whole presentation was about human loneliness um, and how we can kind of become monsters when we're, you know deluged with grief and Mm -hmm. loneliness and solitude. Um, And it just looks really raw and really emotional, and I'm excited to uh, play it when it comes out early next year. Yeah. I think it's going to do really well. Um, I think the sort of unexpected uh, success of A Way Out, um, EA, I guess the the really big – um, indie game that they published that blew up. They didn't even expect it to do as good as as well as it did. Um, but I think the platform is like really something special, and I think it allows like really cool games to come out, really really imaginative games. So I'm I'm excited for this one. I think it'll be good. It will be good. Uh, also, to shout out, um, Cornelia Geppert is the name of the CEO of Mai Games. Mm-hmm. I might have pronounced all of those things wrong. You might have. She's from Berlin. She's German. Um, not my native tongue. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think you got that right. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Okay, moving on to the rest of EA's presentation, which, spoiler alert, I didn't like at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone's franchise got fucked uh. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am a longtime RTS player. Uh, well, what's, what's RTS? Because I learned about these games. I can't I believe that I had to boring. explain these to you and that you find them boring. I think it's disgusting, and we're really going to have to reevaluate this relationship. Okay. Anyway, um, RTS. I'm a co-host. I don't give a fuck. 
whatever. RTS means real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who were 90s kids, you probably remember Age of Empires, <laughs> Age of Empires 2, Age of Mythology. Those are like some of the OG names in the genre. Mm-hmm. But Command & Conquer is one of those names. Like if mm-hmm. you're an RTS player, you're at least passively a fan of Command and Conquer, even if it's not your favorite one. Like, right. you know, I, I played it. I, I didn't like it as much as the other ones, but like, you know, it was it was really solid and some of them are actually really, really good games. Well, now you can bring all of the excitement of RTS to a bullshit version of Command and Conquer on your phone. <laughs> I think what really killed me about this particular presentation is that they waited to say the name of the game until the very end. Like, they had these two dudes that no one knew. They were Command & Conquer streamers, I think? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm speaking out of turn. They weren't Command & Conquer streamers. They were, like, Clash of Clans or, like, wh- whatever that mobile game is that's constantly being advertised. Clash of Clans, yeah. I think it is Clash of Clans. So even worse. Yeah, they're, like, God, I didn't even got, know they had streamers they, for those people things. People famous off of that game? Yeah, apparently. Lord have mercy. It's like, are there bejeweled streamers? You know, let me not, I'm not, this is not making fun of games. Yeah, but with a capital G. I know, but Clash of Clans really has streamers? <laughs> listen, listen. You know anyway, what else has streamers? Real life. There are people walking around while they go to McDonald's and people are subscribing and you know what? It is what it is. And liking. Uh, we're going to skip Big Nick's commentary on social media. <laughs> And just make fun of the fact that they brought these two people on stage to play this game on a phone. And they had, like, the camera on the phone. It didn't even – it was just it just looked janky the whole time. And they didn't explain what it was, what the game was. And then at the end, they're just like, oh, this is – this is Command & Conquer. And everyone's just like, yay. Really? Because I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Me at the end of Infinity War. It would be different if they announced a main Command and Conquer like game for PC and then they said, oh, and you know, we also have this mobile version or we have this mobile whatever. Like Fallout does Fallout Shelter. As we'll talk about in Bethesda, they announced a mobile version of Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. That doesn't bother me that there's a mobile version of this game. Now it's only a mobile game. Yeah, they didn't say that there was going to be another PC game and it's been a while since the last Command and Conquer came out well i guess there's your you ain't getting one well um that's obnoxious just the way that (laughs) that whole situation was obnoxious i don't appreciate ea doing that and so unfortunately a lot of my ill will carried over into the next presentation um which spoiler alert i also hated i hated it too and i'm really sad that i hated it but you're so hyped for this and now you're so sad it's Anthem, y'all. Y'all know I've been talking about this game so much. In fact, if I remember, <sighs> before E3, I think it was the game that you said you were most excited to hear more about. I Yeah, even more so than Spider-Man. Because I feel like Spider-Man got like a huge press We kind of already know what Spider-Man is. Right. <sighs> okay, so we got a new trailer. And it was dope. It was cool. It was cool. It was a new trailer. It wasn't gameplay, though. Whatever. Anyway, we get a little panel, little panel discussion with 
three of the team members. I think one was Casey, one was the lead, one was one of the writers. I was disinterested and cannot remember the third person. I'm sorry. And they, I don't know, it just was like very weird. They were just like talking about the game, showing the same two or three images and like the same two or three clips from the game while they were talking. And I don't, the thing was just like, well, you know, you guys are like really known for your storytelling. What do we, what do fans expect? And it's like, well, we're writing some stories. And one of the questions was really off-putting. It was like, you know, like, you know, people really understand what it's like. How do people, how do you make people understand, you know, there's a whole, there's a, there's a whole world that you have to build and blah, blah. And I'm like, no one, like, we get that. Like, I'm not, like, going to Star Wars and being like, wow, you know, I get, like, how difficult it is to, like, make a whole galaxy far, far away. Like, I get it. That's part of the game. It actually is like, irrelevant to the content of the game. That too. How hard it was to make. I'm so sorry it was a hard I for you like, to make up some names. That's the, that's the job. And I just, like, don't. I don't feel sorry for Bioware. Like it seemed like that's what the question was trying to engender. Yeah, like I it just, was trying to be like, we understand that you're probably underwhelmed right now, and we really want to remind you that it's hard to make games. And you know what? Fair enough. It is fair, hard it to is make a, games. It's very difficult to make games. I get that. However, however, you can't have an E3 Andromeda showcase. Was a mess. After your last game was a complete disaster. Complete disaster. And, and then, then ask for pity points. And then not actually give us anything new. So I do want to preface all of this by saying I understand that there are a few people who have played the game since all of this went down. There have been several like question sessions with some of the developers. Right. I'm feeling better about Anthem as a game post E3 than I was during this press conference because during the conference, all I could think of was, holy shit, they're showing the same five things over and over and over again on the screen. Why are they doing that? Do they A, not have anything to show us or B, are they not confident in what the game is right now that they don't want to show us? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm seeing articles and some streamers are talking about how great the game is and how it feels. It's like one of the best feeling Bioware games and all Except that. Except all of those videos are played over old footage because they weren't allowed to capture any footage. So they're just telling us this, but they're not actually showing us anything. Right. So it's like, it's that's part of the problem. And also I have a huge problem with no demos being playable at E3. Like no regular folk got to play it. Like regular folks got to play Forsaken. Regular folks got to play Smash. And regular folks got to play like probably close to every other game at E3 and Anthem is just like they got to play the division which comes out after Anthem does. Ooh. So like that's that's bad. Tell me the truth. Like what is the state of the game? <laughs> what is the truth? That that you don't <laughs> feel confident letting people play the game. Why can't I line up and play the game like I can play any other game that's at E3 for the most part? I don't know. The trailers did look good. I but what I I'm still confident. I don't know. I'm hopelessly, I'm not hopelessly. I'm cautiously optimistic. That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yes, it was. I, uh, I'm hopelessly optimistic about this game. <laughs> um, despite the signs. I don't, I just, even if they were just like, I wouldn't even care if this game came out in 2020. Like, at least take the time. Right. Because like, now I'm just like, oh my God, are they rushing it? Yeah, exactly. No, I feel the exact same way. Um, 
Like, let me get a good year with the Division Two, and then I'll just play them. <laughs> but like, I want to know I'm what scared. the loot drops look like. I want to know what are the loot drops. Can we? Are the loot need... drops new weapons? Are they modifications for your gear? Are they modifications for the guns? Like, what can you actually? What is the loot pool? That is a huge question that they don't seem to be able to give a straight answer to. No, but they did give straight answers to. There's no loot boxes, and they wanted everyone to. Well, they had a lot of they had a lot of cosmetic stuff to show. That was the other thing that like really everything looked really everything looked really pretty. They're like, oh, we already know you'll be able to buy extra things. You can buy vanity things, but and when they showed off what the vanity things were, there must have been what like twenty skins that they went through really fast. And yet in their promotional materials, they couldn't use a different pose for the same javelin. Like, look at it. The Hunter class, I'm just calling it the Hunter because I don't remember what the name is, and they clearly are using the same archetypes as Destiny. They did, but added one. They were just like, <laughs> it's like Titan, bigger Titan, Hunter. <laughs> anyway, the Hunter one in the promotional materials <laughs> is in the same pose in two different images. We ain't gone. It's just so astoundingly lazy. It's E3. Maybe they just don't have the budget. I don't know. I don't know what the excuses are. Again. It's just like surprising too, because it's just like everyone's like, oh, it's Bioware's A team. Like this is the Mass Effect team. Like this is the team that did the thing. And now I'm just like, is it though? Like where But they had giant models ready for E3. Yeah. For people to take pictures with. I want a game, not a social media opportunity. Whatever. Yeah. Hopelessly optimistic. <clears throat> like I said, I there's a lot of post E3 presentation news that has come out that has mm. made a lot of people feel better. I am I went from being optimistic about the game to feeling like it really wasn't necessarily offering me um more mm-hmm. than what my bare minimum expectations for this type of game are. So I will be keeping I will be keeping a close eye on this. Um, either way, I'm probably not gonna spend a lot of time with Anthem unless it is like unless it blows me away, because as we'll discuss later, the division is coming out just three weeks after it. Um, that is some hefty competition, especially since the division is so good. You mean game of show? I mean, let's not do it right now. I mean, it's the best thing that's ever happened. Moving on. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, that was basically all of EA. Um, they also did some sports stuff. Um, and I'm happy for all of you who play sports on your consoles. You know, I... Oh, Madden's coming to PC. That's actually a big thing. That's that is, a big deal. Oh, that is big. Yeah, that's a big deal. I, You know, I don't play sports games. and no, I don't either. I would love to actually sit down with someone because I'm like, what do they change every year besides like the rosters? Do the physics get better? We should totally have like a sports streamer on. Let's on. have a sports. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Moving on, um, we have the big boys some some microsoft xbox action Aye. and they they had an exhaustingly long list of games i am tired just thinking about it to be fair unlike ea most of these were just trailers um they did on a few occasions like bring people out and have them talk about the game more in depth right but for most of the games they showed 
It was just it was just trailers. World premiere. <laughs> Trailer. Yeah, which is their way of saying, I know that we don't have any exclusives, but we got to show you this first. <laughs> yeah. Poor Microsoft. Poor Microsoft. Um, so the very first thing, I uh, I think I tweeted out something along the lines of, I don't care what this is, I'm buying it. Um, you and literally every other person who owns an Xbox, because we all grew up playing this game. Okay, but that was before they even announced what it was. I didn't know what it was. Oh, you just watched the first five seconds of this generic trailer and were just like, I'm in. Okay, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The graphics on this were trailer. beautiful. On this trailer were beautiful. It was not gameplay footage. It was not gameplay footage. Again, it was beautiful. Okay. And it just looked like a very cool world. Like there was wildlife all over the place. There was like beautiful scenery. Generic. Okay. Anyway, trailer. at the very end, they showed Master Chief holding his helmet, and it was Halo God bless Infinite. Him. I thought he died. Is that a spoiler? It was Halo Infinite. I haven't and for those Halo. of us who enjoy video games and play them, <laughs> uh, we know that he is alive, and Oops. that uh, he was not very much in the last Halo game as a playable character. Oh. Like, the story was very much about him, but you didn't really play as Master Chief that much. What game is this? Halo 5 Guardians. 5 Guardians. Yeah. Um, Wow, we're just... (laughs) Guardians, really? (laughs) Bungie. I think it was pre-Destiny. I don't actually know. I don't know what Hmm. the timeline on that is. Regardless, um, in Halo Infinite... You We don't know we don't shit. Know. They just were like, here is <laughs> you were like ready to go off. This is like this is the trailer. And we're Microsoft and Xbox. And here's the rest of the things. They didn't yeah. say a, a motherfucking thing about it. I am kind of expecting it to be a Halo at least open world, if not MMO. <sighs> open world seems to be the theme of E3 this year. I mean Open World there's a reason play with your why. friends. Open world. Play with your friends. There's a reason why. Those I mean, are the most fun things. They are the most fun things. To but me. I should say to me. Like, there are people who hate those games. If any, if, if you know, if Forsaken doesn't save Destiny, at least Destiny will at least have the legacy of being the deep co-op game that made it. First? Yeah. Okay. That... That. When you say made it, I was like, oh, they were successful. Yeah. Destiny 1. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Not Destiny 2. No. No. Destiny 1. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying one. like okay. Destiny 1 is like the game that was like, oh, you motherfuckers are all going to play with each other from now on. I think in the same like way that The that Witcher trend. 3 really changed how single player games are made, mm-hmm. I do think Destiny changed how multi- multiplayer games are played. That was a little tangent, though. Um, anyway, we'll talk about Destiny though. a little bit later in the uh, other conference since they fucking hate Microsoft and the people that made them famous in the first place. Anyway, um, I'm excited to see what Halo Infinite is because we have no fucking idea. We have no um, so we just... We should just move on. I mean, I'm excited about it, though. I do just want to also say one more time, it was beautiful. (laughs) You you didn't even realize it was a Halo game until, like, the last 10 frames of the trailer. And 
he was sold. So I guess it'll be a good game. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. still judging you for I'm ready for it. Loving it so much from the trailer, but whatever. <clears throat> Another really, really uh visually impressive game was Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is really hard to say if you don't take it slow. <laughs> um I won't go too much into it other than it looks really adorable. Um and I hope that folks who are into Ori games are excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um Next was, I don't really know how to pronounce this, Sekiro? That sounds right. I think it's probably right. They didn't pronounce it in the thing, so. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. To me, it looks like if some, like, bastard child of Assassin's Creed and samurai anything met Attack on Titan. That is hella specific and, like, I get it. Though. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's like an Eastern art style with. It's got like that Mortal Kombat yeah, type of look to with it. With samurai swords, but you also are like have a grappling hook almost. Yeah. But I wouldn't really call it a grappling hook. I would call it whatever they call it in Attack on Titan because that's exactly what it is. I don't know what they call it. I never watched. You've never seen Attack on Titan? No, I know I'm a, I'm a bad black nerd for not being into anime like that, but wow. but I don't know. You know, this they have like I guess their samurai game. PlayStation's coming out with theirs. I'm excited for that genre to like come. I feel like we've been doing a lot of like space things. Yeah, like we've been in space for forever, and I'm like ready to come back down to Earth. You know what though? You know, I'm wondering if the next Assassin's Creed is gonna feel like dated. If the other two come out first, because there's long been rumors that there's going to be an Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan, which I would really wet my pants for. <laughs> oh, boy. That would be great. That would be great. But um, Anyway, I mean, it, it, it looks interesting. I think it's one of those things where, you know. We're just going to have to wait for that shit to come out because I'm like, it looked cool, but not like. I need to buy this shit. Like it's you know it's an unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new. I mean, it is. It is World from software. Though, so it's from where? From software. So oh, those okay. are those are some solid developers. Have a lot of trust in their community. So um, right. we'll, we'll have to see. We'll see. Um, another thing that we're gonna spend a lot of time in, although apparently not you. <laughs> no. What's your What's your beef? I just never really got into Fallout games. Mm. So like. A co-op, a deep co-op, open world Fallout game doesn't like excite me. Oh, that much. Could you do me a favor? Just leave. No. Oh. What? Could you do me a favor? Sure. Take me home, country roads, to the place where I belong. All right, West Virginia. No, 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 no. Why can't I do that? No. Um, that was fair use. Because we aren't talking about the trailer. <laughs> I hope you don't get sued. No one is going to sue us over that. Are you fucking kidding No, no one's going to sue us over that. Um, I can't believe you cut me off. No one listens. No, I just wanted to cut you off because I can't deal with it. Listen, y'all. Nick has been singing this song. For like a full, a full week. A solid week. Endlessly. Save us. It's so good to me now. I uh, I don't know what's gotten into me. Fallout 76. Yeah, so they um, announced Fallout 76. We did 
know about it before, but we didn't know about it before. Um, We'll talk about this a lot more in the Bethesda section, just because they go into much more detail than the Xbox trailer did. Um, However, I do think that everyone should at least go listen to the Brandy Carlisle cover of that song. And just stop blowing into this condenser microphone first it's off. a great song. <laughs> Very rumbly sounding. Anyway, Captain Spirit. Cute little game. It does look cute. Um, the mother died, of course, because yeah. the, the moms always die. Can, can they make a game where, like, the mom lives and, like, teaches the child how to be a, a whatever? I think it's called Battlefield Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Looks cute. Um, that's all I got, though. Yeah, I mean, again, I, not everything is for us, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fine. It, it looks, looks fine. It, it looks, looks like cute. something for for uh, someone who's into that world. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Crackdown looks terrible. Oh my god! Oh my god! That game. Ugh. First off, complete waste. You said waste. something so poignant. I said that it looks like this game should have been made five years ago. Like, that's how bad, like, or maybe even, like, eight. Like, that's how bad the graphics look. It's not even for me so much the graphics. It's just that, like, the whole idea of playing a game like that where the goal is to run around and destroy things, it, other than just cause, I think kind of went out of style several years ago. Yeah, that's, like, why, like, Burnout's not a thing anymore. It's, like, cute for, like, a quick nostalgia button, but, like, I could not imagine buying an entire game for it. It just, like, doesn't look good. It doesn't look cute. It doesn't look funny. They completely wasted a game on Terry Crews. I hope... I really just hope, like, he's just in the trailer and that he didn't... Well, I mean, I'm glad to see him get paid, but I'd rather him seem to get paid, you know, for... A decent game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's really going to be him, though. Like, that character model looks like his face. So, well, we can't always win. Yeah. um, Isn't someone in the group excited about this game, too? I don't know. I don't think anyone was. Oh, thank God. I will say I am extra disappointed that, you know, we have all these amazing games coming from Sony that are exclusives. And one of the only exclusives that Microsoft actually has looks like a bucket of shit. And, you know, we try to be nice here on Game of Friends and Constructive. We do. And we do. We do. But, like, so, like, if we're saying this about a game, then, like. Let mm, me just put it this way. Jesus. I don't know that I would. <laughs> it looks rough. <laughs> I don't know that I would even play the game if it was given to me. That's how unappealing the trailer is. Yeah. It's just, it's like. The game kind of looks like like an Old Spice commercial came to life, but like not in a good way. It's all, well, that's all he's doing is his Old Spice character, right? But like not in a good way. Yeah, like in a five years ago kind of way. Yeah, like this is like the whatever. I'm you, over. You I, we already talked about time. it. We were already talked about it for too long. Next, what's next? <laughs> next is Metro Exodus, which I did not know was going to be Metro Exodus when I was watching the trailer. And that, oh. for a moment, I they was like, you. "I was like, like what is oh, this? this is like really cool. I might, I might like get this. This is really interesting." And then there were zombies in your face, and then a shark almost eats you. And I checked the fuck out of that hotel. Um. So for because I don't think the listeners know this, it, they probably they don't. 
hates horror games. Like he will. Not, oh no, we did talk about this because we talked about how you won't play State of Decay even though it's not a horror game. Um, which is kind of comical. I will dabble into a horror game. I don't know. I think, I think the the last one I like really got into was the Slenderman game <laughs> on PC. Absolutely not. Um, I scared the fuck out of myself playing that one. Never beat it, but I'll dabble. But I'm not gonna dabble into this. I mean, it does it, look really good. It does look really good. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I I can't play that kind of scary shit. Also, there was a shark. Like you're in a canoe on the water. He especially not even hates a big sharks. boat. Not a big boat. Like a small boat. Little canoe. And the shark is like eating the boat, and it's coming after you. And that is very close to my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, let me tell you, I almost didn't finish Arkham Asylum because of the shark hanging out in the Mr. Freeze area. You really hate video games. Or the penguin. You know what is so interesting? Because, like, you know, I was reading this thing about, like, why we like horror movies and stuff. Because it's, like, we like, like, people who are into that type of stuff like the fact that, like, their body freaks the fuck out. They like the fact that, like, what? They like the, like, the, like, they like the fact that their body freaks out, but in their mind they know they're going to be okay because it's a horror movie. And I feel like that's the same reason why people would play horror games. I, I understand you're not into it, but I think it's just, like, so funny that sharks, like, even the Sea of Thieves shark, little cartoon shark. Absolutely not. You were just, you were no. checked out. Did you, no. like, watch Jaws when you were really young and it, like, fucked you up? Like, I don't understand. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what happened. That's this not exactly a- what happened it- because I didn't see Jaws first. I saw Jaws 2 first. <laughs> Oh, that's so backwards. I feel like (laughs) Jaws 2 was not a good movie. It was just some random hotel movie that I was, that was just on one night (laughs) and my parents fell asleep and I was watching this shark like swim through the wall of an aquarium. I don't remember at all if that was even Jaws 2. It might have been Jaws 3. Suffice to say. Might have been a movie not involved. It scared the shit out of me. And to this day, I'm just like both intrigued by, like I'm obsessed with sharks. I watch a lot of videos about sharks, Mm -hmm. but not in a horror way. Me being in the water with a shark is never going to happen because I would die. Probably literally. All right. Fair enough. I mean. Anyway, that's us talking about Metro Exodus. It's it's us talking about about horror games and sharks. (laughs) Um, But anyway, um, they went in a complete opposite direction for the next trailer, which was to show us that Kingdom Hearts is all about Frozen, apparently, for some reason. Um, (laughs) We can talk more about this in the Sony section because they actually add even more context to this. But either way, um, it was a nice balance uh, from me getting this shit scared of me with Metro Exodus to then um, be lulled to sleep by the trailer music of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Yeah. People really like that song, and it's just not for me. Chase loves that song. Oh, um, I have night of him just playing it over and over and over. It very much seems to me like the type of song that would be playing in the background of some kind of, like, prison torture scene. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um... Uh, we did already mention this a little tiny bit, but uh, Sea of Thieves Skip. got some <laughs> got some DLC announced. Um, 
no, they got they got. It's not even. It shouldn't be even called DLC because DLC is like additional <laughs> content. They were just making content for the game that they didn't put in the first round for whatever reason. Cedric is still <sighs> salty about Sea of Thieves. Absolutely. Um, I am less salty about it. It, Laurie's. It's a fun-ish thing to do. Morton's. With your friends. <laughs> um, and uh, some more content will be coming. Store brand salt. In the next few uh, weeks, months, soon. Whatever. Let's talk about a game that I actually, like, ugh, I'm so excited. Ugh, I'm You're so, so excited. I am so jazzed. I actually... This. Am considering playing this because Holy it actually really does look very good. Fucking shit, Forza Horizon Four. Four, four, four. Wow. <sighs> Lord have mercy. It looks great. Open world, and you so like in Forza Horizon Three, the cars populate. The other the racers in the world populate. With your friends' cars, but like the AI just drives them around. So like you'll see your friend pop up, but it's not actually them. This time around, everybody in that motherfucker is real. Ugh. The range. The ugh, my wig. Wow. I know I tried to use stand language. I don't think it works. I have to think about it too hard. What is the thing that the kids say? Oh, their mind. Ugh, wig. Also. <laughs> seasons are coming to Forza and I am like I can never make fun of you for you know seasons in the sims now because I got I like squealed when I saw that seasons were coming to Forza Horizon 4 his reaction to the Forza Horizon announcement oh, was God. more embarrassing than anything I've ever done about the sims I I was shaking I'm so excited it takes place in Great Britain is it great though mmm I mean, they gave the name to themselves. That That's right. That's you can just right. say the United Kingdom. Take place in the UK. Uh, open world. Play with your friends. And, and what's really cool about the weather is that the weather, like, matters and things change. So there's, like, lakes that freeze over. So you'll only be able to drive over them in the winter. And, you know, in the spring, you're SOL, which I think is cool. And the weather also, like, is uh, constant for everyone. So, like, you're all experiencing the same things at the same time. <sighs> their minds wig no oh, i'm really excited okay. i'm i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready for this game um it is going to be available on game pass on october 2nd i think that's actually the biggest part of the announcement it's just like boom right when it comes out game pass motherfuckers beyond all of the gameplay stuff just the fact that they are putting a triple a game on game pass from day one is a huge deal i, I think. think so yeah i agree um, it looks great. It really does look incredible. I don't, oh I don't do racing games. They never have really done it for me. Even in like Grand Theft Auto, I try to avoid as much of the racing oh my parts God. as I can. And Wrong. this really uh, makes me want to play some Forza for the first time. So Yeah, no, I'm like really serious about being really good when Forza 4 comes out. That I'm now like racing in three again and really learning. I'm just like I'm I'm ready for it. Wow. I'm ready to become a better player. That's commitment. It is. That's because if we're if we're not challenging ourselves, right? Then can we call ourselves gamers? Apparently not. Anyway. Microsoft is challenging themselves. Uh, they finally 
started to get some shit together to produce some games that are not also going to be on Sony PlayStation. Um, they announced Lord. the formation of a new studio and they acquired four studios, including the studio that makes Forza, which is how it's coming to Game Pass right away. Oh. Yes. So in the future, we've got five new studios that are going to be making Xbox exclusive games, which is a big deal. (laughs) They have no more excuses for shitty exclusives. Well, they're probably going to have excuses for like two more years because it's going to take some time for these studios to come up with new stuff, right? True. They did show off all of the games that a lot of them are working on right now, Mm -hmm. but even those are not all going to be console exclusive, including one that I'm actually fairly excited for. Um, It looks very much like a Bioshock kind of spiritual successor. I don't think they have anything to do with each other, uh, but We Happy Few, it just looks really intriguing. It looks like a really mind-fucky kind of game. Yeah. But not in a horror way. I'll watch you play it, but I'm not going to play it. I'm excited for it. We're going to see. It does come out um, not just on Xbox. It comes out on PlayStation as well. But the next game that that studio makes will be an Xbox exclusive because it's one of the uh, new studios it's bought. Good for them. So uh, Get that exclusive money. You know? Yeah. Good for them. Get some, uh, get some We Happy Few later this year. I believe it's coming out. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the granddaddy of them all was formally introduced with a beautiful, stunning gameplay trailer. We will talk more about The Division 2 during the Ubisoft section of the conference. Um, Suffice to say, I have never been more excited for a game ever. And that includes Destiny 2. Wow. You have nothing else to say? No, I'm just flabbergasted. Speechless. Really? On a podcast. Hmm. It's a good place to be speechless. It is probably the best place to have nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Tomb Raider. Yes, that was the next one. I I haven't played a Tomb Raider game since I think the one that was on PlayStation. And we were really bad at it. So we just ran around in her mansion and swam around in the pool and locked the butler in the freezer. That was it. It sounds like you really have delved into all of the Tomb Raider has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hmm. Um, For everyone else, they rebooted the series (laughs) a few years ago. um, (laughs) And the sequel to the reboot was actually a really, really impressive game. Uh, A lot of folks had it on their top five list. Some of them even said it was her favorite game of that year. Um, I played it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that it is one of the best experiences that I've ever had, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really good. It was definitely way more than I was expecting from a Tomb Raider game. Um, it, It comes off almost like the studio was trying to not copy, but bring Uncharted to the world of Laura Croft. Which I feel like is probably the best direction for that game to go. I, You know, it's funny that you, you know, it's like for a Laura Croft game. I feel like that franchise just has such a bad reputation with, wow, they made her look. You mean giving her stick figure arms, legs, and watermelons for boobs? Yeah. I, don't, I think watermelons is actually... Uh, an understatement. An understatement. 
Um, <laughs> as an aside, some of the people who are complaining about Battlefield and a few of the other games that are featuring women this year were like pointing to old school Tomb Raider as like an example of how women have always been represented. And they meant it as a positive. Uh, <laughs> this is like, I saw a tweet today that was like a lot of men defending Chris Harvick. And it was like, this is why women don't fuck with you because you're all sexist and morons. And I'm just like, yeah, I agree. Thank you for that play-by-play. You're welcome. Anyway, I kind of am going to take back the statement that I made just a few seconds ago. Wow. I I actually feel like Uncharted took what Tomb Raider was conceptually. Trying to do. Well, I mean, they, they were limited from the hardware. Like, you couldn't make what Uncharted is now. Uh, back when Laura Croft was first on the scene. So I don't begrudge what the older games were beyond how they, you know, made a caricature of Laura Croft's body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost feels like Uncharted took what Tomb Raider could have been and made it, you know, its own thing. And then Tomb Raider kind of took it back. <laughs> um, reclaiming so, the... They're reclaiming their, their genre. Yeah. So we'll see uh, how it how it... Uh, shows up. I mean, I- I'm going to play it. I'm excited for it. It looks really violent, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, if anything, I was wishing that they had shown more like bow and arrow play. Um, you and this damn archery, man. I, I just... am so obsessed with bows and arrows, and I feel like every game is giving me bow and arrow this year. <laughs> I'm really ready for it. Ugh, what's next? We've got a few things that we're going to talk about really fast. Um, unfortunately, Skate 4 was not announced. Everyone, uh, stop sad. turning over your tables. We are going to get a skating game. It's called Session. Um, and it looks like what Skate 4 might have looked like. Uh, maybe it'll be like the planet coaster to Skate 4's non-existence. Um, we'll see. It might be a, a nice little spinoff. Um, Double May Cry is getting a new sequel. Uh, it is the fifth in the series. Again, I don't fuck with horror shit, so <laughs> <laughs> we will not be talking about this one. Yeah, okay, yeah, my like, friend. It's not for me. But did you know Hakeem is like obsessed with these? I did not know that. Yeah, the the HD collection of all of the other four games are actually on my Xbox because he plays them whenever he comes over. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, so theoretically I could check these out, but I won't. Um, I'm really happy, though, because uh, the trailer did look good, you know, if you're into... Yeah. People were really into it, which is it's yeah. just nice to see people into their horror franchises. And then um, DLC for Cuphead got announced. There was no gameplay. It was just, like, character <laughs> portraits. It's called Delicious Last Course. I hate them. Yeah. We'll DLC. Have to see. Get Oh! <gasps> I did not notice that. Shit. Oh my God. That is very clever. I live for the delicious last course, the DLC. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Kudos to you, Cuphead. I did not. Your game is really hard. You know what people went hard for? People or Negroes? Specifically. (laughs) Specifically, Negroes. I think I heard every black male over a certain age. All collectively rejoice. Niggas just just lost it over Jump Force. Because niggas love anime. 
and niggas are ready to play every anime character against each other. So what is this? Because I'm not getting it just from the name. So uh, it's called Jump Force. If you're not an anime fan like me, you have no idea what the fuck that means. But it is Microsoft's answer to Super Smash Brothers in that they have all of your favorites, including Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, uh, One Piece. Those are the three that I could recognize. And they're all just fighting each other. It does look good. It looks like a lot of fun. It it looks like the type of game that might get me to play a fighting game. I've played fighting games in the past. I'm not like anti-fighting games the way that I'm anti-like horror games. But I find the two-directional way that a lot of fighting games are constructed to be very boring after a while where you're just kind of like standing across from someone. It's fairly linear. In certain Tekken games that I've played... I was about to say you should play Tekken then. Yeah, I mean, like, I've played Tekken. I know that you can sidestep and, like, it makes it a little more than just, like, two characters facing each other. Mm -hmm. This, however, flips that concept on its head. It's very much like a 3D arena for you to be fighting in. Mm -hmm. Almost like For Honor, I guess. Okay. Um, And it just looks... Excellent. I know that a lot of people really, really love the Dragon Ball Z fighting game that just came out. Yeah, they did. They did. It looks good, too. I might actually pick that up when it's on sale. I know the animation is really, really gorgeous and looks so much like the anime. I'm hoping that they're able to carry that aesthetic over to Jump Force because I I think it could be a really, really big hit. And I know that uh, a lot of my fellow black men are just losing their minds waiting for this to come out. Just, they're going to Naruto run to the game <laughs> store to pre-order it. At some point, we should like try and figure out why anime specifically. Like, I know that it obviously has to do with like our parents being super into kung fu. And in fact, The Nod, the show that Cedric works on, um, just did an episode about this. But I'm wondering if like anime is just the new kung fu movie, and that's why black people are obsessed with it. I feel like... Yeah, like, our parents were obsessed with Kung Fu, and then, like, we saw that in cartoons. Like, we were kids, so we liked cartoons. So it feels like a very natural progression to me. Hmm. Maybe. That might be the link. We'll I'm, have to no maybe even explore that. Um, but Jump Force, coming out soon. Really excited to see what the rest of the roster is, because a few things that weren't mentioned that are part of Jump, like Bleach, I don't think it was confirmed uh, in the Jump Force trailer. So we'll have oh. to see. All right. They also announced Dying Light 2 with a trailer. We got a little announcement for Battletoads. And Just Cause 4 is coming officially. We'll talk about that more in the Square Enix section. Um, But then I would say probably one of the biggest announcements, um, a lot of rumors were going around prior to the Microsoft press conference that there wouldn't just be Gears of War there, but that it would be a lot of Gears of War. And we weren't entirely sure how that was going to pan out. And now we know. So first of all, there is going to be a new Gears of War mobile game in coordination with those like little bobblehead pop things. Funko Pops. Funko Pops. That's what they're called. Cute little... Yeah, things. <laughs> so it's going to look like uh, Fungal Pops and you're going to do something. They did not uh, show any gameplay 
of the mobile game, so we don't really know what it is. Um, and then they also announced an RTS. So Halo, I think, is the first of the Microsoft console franchises to do an RTS with Halo Wars. And now we're going to have uh, Gears Tactical, which is only for PC, not for Xbox as well. Um, I, I kind of care. do wish that it was cross-platform because I, I was not expecting to like Halo Wars on console, I, I figured that I would much prefer it on PC. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that, like, I was like, why would I play an RTS on a console? Well, you don't want to play an RTS at all. But Right. But in the, in the same way that, like, I wouldn't play City Skylines on a console. Like, I tried it, and it sucked. Yeah, you did try it, and it did suck. I think... It's definitely a better experience on a PC. There's just something about using a mouse when it comes to commanding a bunch of units. However, because Halo Wars worked, I'm kind of surprised that there's no announcement that Gears Tactical is coming to Xbox as well. But whatever, it's going to be out on PC at some point. They were really light on the details for it, um, other than that it's coming. But then they did go super deep into what was once upon a time my favorite franchise, uh, Gears of War 5. Um, it's a another franchise that's taken the opportunity to uplift one of the uh, women who has been on the roster uh a big part of Gears of War 4, and now the story is going to be all about her and her past and seems like she's connected to the Locust in some major way. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of Gears. I really liked um, all of the single-player aspects of the experience. I probably spent several hundred hours playing uh, playing Horde mode in Gears of War 2 and Gears of War 3. Um, Gears of War 4 came out like just not the right time for me to spend mm. too much time with it. Um, but I am excited to jump back in for five. And uh, I think you and a few other Bones of Feet people do want to go back and try and play four if I'm right. Uh, so maybe we will get some time to play that before five comes out. Yeah, I'll dip into it. Maybe. Um, it looks promising. It also looks gorgeous. I might have to stop saying that just because we're at the point where almost every single game, except for Fallout for whatever reason, just looks really, really great. Fallout is just addicted to not looking good. I think it's the style. That's the point. It's their aesthetic. I, I it, it really annoys me. And then we had one last big surprise. Cyberpunk 2077. Now what do they call it? 2077? What, what is the official pronunciation? Who knows? I don't. I think either works. Okay. Anyway, from the makers of the best game of all time. For that year. For that year. Uh, The (laughs) Witcher 3. (laughs) Comes Cyberpunk 2077. Single player story game revolving around some dystopian future where, you know, everything's high tech, but also fucked up. And you run around in a dystopian sort of way and do things. It's a great thing that Cedric is not on the marketing team for, for any of CD Projekt Red because <laughs> that might have been the most the underwhelming way to describe that trailer. I thought no, it, the, 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 the trailer looks really, really great. But from me, the story we've seen a million times. So I was like trying to like describe it from the story. I was going to say it gives me a lot of Ready Player One vibes. Right. But like not in a cheesy way and like this is adult. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like a ripoff or anything like that. I think there's only so many things that you can do to 
express what a dystopian future is going to look like. Near future looks like, yeah. I mean, everything in it looks fairly tangible. Yeah. Either way, I have a lot of faith in CD Projekt Red. Um, And I'm excited to see what it is. I know that some people uh, got some gameplay in at E3. Again, amazing that Anthem couldn't figure that out if Cyberpunk isn't even coming out next year. Um, Whatever. All right, so that's one lengthy press conference down. Now we're going to move on to, I think, probably one of your favorite French uh, publishers. I'm not a big Bethesda fan. Um, I don't know if I would say that they're one of my favorite publishers because I actually don't play very many of their games. Um, I, I'm just familiar with a lot I'm of their games. and just looking at this list. I really do appreciate um, the attitude that they've taken. Um, so just diving in, Bethesda started off with Rage 2. Um, it seems like it is scratching an itch that is already being scratched for me by several other franchises. And so I'm not incredibly excited about it. It looks fine. It looks cool. It just seems like if I wanted to play Borderlands, I would. There it is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, since Borderlands is notably absent uh, this year's E3, maybe it's just not happening. So I mean, yeah, maybe there is no more Borderlands, but uh, it just, it just. It seems to me like Bethesda is really focused on hyper violence in a way that a lot of other studios aren't, which is so funny because they Mm. always start off every conference being like, this is our team and we love each other and we care for each other. We have families and kids. And and then immediately it's like, blow heads off! Rip his arm off! Which is exactly what we got, not just with Rage 2, but also Doom Eternal, which got announced. Sequel to the reboot of Doom, another game that I would not be caught dead playing. Yeah, I wouldn't play it. That one's like, this is a horror game. Like, you're going to shit your pants. And if you don't shit your pants, you're not playing it, right? Everyone said it was fantastic, and I trust them, and I'm so happy they're getting more. I just... Good for them. Couldn't do it. No. Um, I also couldn't do Prey. Um, I've heard of... I've, like, heard of it, and I'm familiar enough with it. Um, It's basically, like, Space Slenderman is a really... (laughs) It's, like, a really cheesy way to describe it um but there's some new dlc coming for it again if you're super into prey i'm sure you're gonna love it i just i just can't i can't do those types of things i feel like my life as a black person walking near any cop is scary enough i don't need to then take my free time and have the shit scared out of me one thing that i actually am excited for um Wolfenstein Youngblood. This is the one where they were like, fuck Nazis. Yeah. So as everyone I think is familiar (laughs) with in Wolfenstein, um, it's a dystopian future um, because we haven't seen any of those. What's the dystopian future? And the Nazis win 
Or at the very least, they're like close to winning. Did better than yeah. how they did. I mean, <laughs> you'll life. see if you go and play them. And I would encourage you to at least pick up Wolfenstein 2. Um, I did not spend a ton of time with it, but it, it was very fun for, for what I did play. Um, and the new Wolfenstein is going to be a co-op game, um, which is very exciting, starring the twins of one of the main characters from previous games, both of those twins are women. So not only is Bethesda encouraging you to go kill Nazis, which some people are very upset about, you are going to be killing Nazis as two women, which is as really two, just going to blow people's minds. put in more women than in Battlefield. So is this game <laughs> inherently more feminist? I wonder if it passes the Bechdel test. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Fallout 76 also announced... To a lot of cheers. They did a much deeper dive into the game that they did than they did at the Xbox conference. We got a whole instructional video about this whole open world with friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, I uh, I mean it looks fun, but not for me. <laughs> but anyway, you get the you get this open world. Um, you get to make camp with some friends. You get to fend off some monsters with some friends. You can go out and find nuclear codes to just blow shit up with some friends. If you like Fallout and you like friends, you're probably going to enjoy playing Fallout, Fallout with friends. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I will pick it up just because everyone in Bones of Feet is really excited for it. I think they already signed up for the. I think it's a pre-order you get a beta. I Which is smart. Take the money and give people a beta. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Bastards. other Bethesda games, I have not ever finished a Fallout. Um, I have not ever finished an Elder Scrolls game either. Don't kill me. Um, it My roles. It's, it's just... It's just Kneecaps. so massive that it that it almost is like off-putting how much stuff. Mm. Uh, one thing that I will say though, much like Anthem, they didn't really talk about Endgame very much. Um, Jack, fellow Bones of Feet member, seems convinced that there won't be much of an Endgame, not because you know they didn't think to, but because Fallout has never really been about an Endgame. Um, I just think that you need one to do this type of experience. Like if you're going to destinyify your game, then I think you need to have like the equivalent of some strikes or some raids or whatever. And well, I think that's what like the nuclear code thing was. That seems like a harder thing to do. I mean, it seems like something, but I don't know that it's like, are you, is there going to be a new one every week? Is there going to be? I don't know. I mean, I think they'll probably, I think they're smart enough to like, add those sort of experiences to their multiplayer sort of based game. But I don't even, I don't know. I think as it stands right now, it looks fun enough for people to fuck with. Like, I think it sort of gives me like the state of decay kind of vibe where you're just like all together doing this one thing and then that's it. I don't know if it needs like a whole bunch more, you know? It just seems to me like if this was being made by like a B studio that, just got the rights to do a Fallout game, people would be far less excited 
because Bethesda is doing it, they're really excited. And it seems to me like rather than showing us all of these amazing things that you can do and telling us how we're going to be engaged beyond launch and what it means to keep coming back to play Fallout 76, they're just resting on their laurels as a company, which is fine. They've earned it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I feel like that is what Bioware is doing with Anthem as well. And they did not earn that. Yeah, I don't think that that one is as earned. And I just wonder if we would be more critical about the Fallout 76 rollout if it wasn't Bethesda. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I think they handled it well. I'm not like. I'm not worried about it. Like, I feel like Bethesda has been like riding high for a minute. Like, yeah, they they know what they're doing. I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm not going to. I'll definitely check it out. I'll play it for both of us, apparently. Um, I mean, if you get it, we game share, so. But we'll have to see. Whatever. Um, the last three announcements with Bethesda uh, were also really big deals while simultaneously kind of being really not vague big. trailers. Yeah. So <laughs> Elder Scrolls Blades is coming. As we mentioned, there is a mobile version of Elder Scrolls coming very soon. Um, I think it might even be out now. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember what they said. Regardless, they said it was, or something was. Was out today. Hmm. I don't remember. Regardless, oh, well. um, it it looks very much like other mobile games. I I don't play a lot of mobile games as we've said because I don't like the controllers, like the the virtual thumbsticks that a lot of phones have you do. Mm-hmm. So for me, it just doesn't seem like um a, something I would get into. Um, but Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six do very much look like things I would get into. Not that I would finish them because we all uh, just heard what my track record is with finishing Bethesda games. Which is he uh, doesn't finish Bethesda <laughs> But, I mean, if if Starfield is the size and scope of an Elder Scrolls game set in space, I'm down. I just find space to be infinitely more interesting than medieval stuff. I just feel I like know. high fantasy, we've, we've done it. And Elder Scrolls does it really, 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 really well. And when he's like, but not well enough to keep me engaged. (laughs) It's almost like it's too good. It's like too much for me to take a bite out of. And so I don't even want to order the meal. Kneecaps. I guess. Um, That actually might be a good transition to the Devolver Digital. Kneecaps? Well, kind of. I, uh, I could see it. What a what a presser. <laughs> uh, Definitely the most entertaining press conference of E3. Yet again, they had a really funny one last year as well. It was great. Um I was um I was in awe, speechless throughout most of it, just watching <laughs> this woman basically call out all of gamer culture. I I didn't feel personally attacked because I don't consider myself a gamer with a capital G. <laughs> I'll say maybe an maybe an italicized G, maybe an italicized G, but uh, not a capital one. Um, but yeah, she basically was like, "Here are these games. You're gonna buy them," and everyone's like, "Yeah, we are." It was the very only, funny. Just go watch it. The only one that really stood out for me was my friend Pedro. It just looks really fun. It kind of looks like if someone made like a 
a platformer Deadpool game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, I feel kind of bad that like I'm comparing franchises, but that's what it looked like to me. I was like, oh, if you just put Deadpool in here, I'd play this. It would almost be too perfect that there was like a Deadpool skin that you could put on the character. They should do that. Um, regardless, it it is perfectly described as a Deadpool meets platform shooter. Um, it's hyper violent. Hella but violent. also creative. Like, I, I don't mind hyperviolence when it's done in a creative way. And I feel like... <laughs> I need my violence to be high. <laughs> art. And I feel like my friend Pedro really hits that mark. Also, unlike almost all the other Devolver digital games, it's coming out on Switch, not just on PC. Ooh, that's... Breaking new ground. Yeah, I'm really excited. Which I think is, like, hella of funny that, like, probably the most violent game that they announce is... Is announced on Switch, which is uh, they're not really known for their violence. No, but you know what? A lot of games were announced to be coming to Switch. Um, a Fallout Shelter, not a Fallout Shelter is going to Switch. A few other um, previously released titles for both Xbox and um, EA are going to Switch. It just seemed like a lot of the conference was like, oh, yeah, and we're also not forgetting about Switch. We're just a little late to the party. Oh, I think it was Doom or something like that. Was no, Switch was like, we gonna make the money. I mean, you're like, fair enough. We fucked up with the U. We got some residuals we gotta pay for. So <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. But yeah, um, so now everyone can officially be the, is this game on Switch? Guy. Yeah. So that's exciting. Because I think every game will be on Switch. <laughs> A game that won't be on Switch, um, moving conferences to Square Enix. Probably the most disappointing conference of E3, I gotta say. I didn't even watch it. Um, the only game really worth talking about, in my opinion, um, is Just Cause 4, and really only on the strength of Just Cause, Just Cause 2, and Just Cause 3. Um, wow. <clears throat> Just Cause 3 was really broken at launch, and that's why I didn't play very much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if Just Cause 4 is not completely borked when it launches. I'm sure it's going to be a very fun and engaging destruction simulator as all the other Just Cause games are. I know a few people who are really, really obsessed with them think that it's like the highlight of gaming. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar, kind of think Grand Theft Auto meets a natural disaster simulator. (laughs) No, even better. Grand Theft Auto meets Michael Bay in the middle of a tornado. How about in the middle of a Sharknado? That's probably even more accurate. All right. All right. Um, that pop culture reference. I don't know. If you're into it, you're into it. It just seemed it to me like more like of fun. It looked like fun. It looked like I would play that game if it was like on sale. I'd be like, okay, I'm bored with my Games current lineup. for me, I game- think. He's like, I will <laughs> not pay any extra money for that. But This might just be because I'm so salty about what they didn't announce. That when this trailer for the Avengers game, I feel like came out two years ago now. I feel like it's been a long ass time since they were like, 
we're teaming up with Marvel and we made this big announcement and we're making an Avengers game, blah, 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 and it's still nothing. It's especially frustrating because of how good Spider-Man looks that we don't know what the Avengers game is going to be. Nope. We don't know if it's just a fighting game. Nope. We don't know we don't if know it is going to be open thing. world. We don't know It'll probably be open if world. it's even fucking coming. Maybe it's canceled and they just don't want to tell us. No, I think I saw some rumblings about job postings for a developer position or something on the hmm. team. I don't remember, but I guess it's still in the super duper duper early stages because um, we hear a thing. Silence. Radio silence. Yeah. Another game, Radio Silence, Final Fantasy 7 for all you nerds that still really love that game. It's the only it's Final never Fantasy coming. game I've finished. <laughs> well, it's never coming. I know. It does look like it's never coming. It's never coming. Um, I just want a really good remaster. It's like a Teen Titans reboot. Never coming. We saw an amazing look at the Resident Evil 2 reboot. Um, reboot might not even be the best word. It's not a remaster. It's like a reimagining. Oh, I don't like that word. <laughs> reimagining? I feel like that's like a weird thing to say. No, I just then that like, it just seems like lazy. Hmm. Like, make make something new. Well, they're remaking <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Right. And we'll talk about that more when we get to it. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm into really, really good classic games being updated for modern technology. I, 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 yeah, sure. I'm disappointed that we did not hear about Final Fantasy VII. So. You and everyone that I'm sure went to E3, everyone that had a thought about E3, everyone yeah. that doesn't even know what E3 is, everyone was just like, where is Final Fantasy VII? Not coming. So on to what is, I'm going to say, the press conference of E3. The best press conference by far. Let me think about what other press conferences we haven't talked about yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the best one. <laughs> Thank you for I, your validation. You're welcome. I just was thinking about the Sony one, and whew, they, uh... It was a mess. That's that's so nice of you to say. <laughs> Pulling your punches here. <laughs> <laughs> so Ubisoft uh, started off with a, a dance number for, you guessed it, just dance. I didn't guess it at first. I forgot that they made them. I forgot that they made it, too, and then I was like... It was kind of like a, oh, well, this, Just Dance is like the only game that this could be. And then I was like, oh, they made that? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ubisoft is like, has their fingers in everything. Good for them. Got like a little bit of everything going on. I mean, something's got to fund these expensive ass Assassin's Creed games. So yeah. just use the Just Dance money to keep things afloat. Um, one thing that might be getting them a lot more money because they're exploiting the labor of independent of artists everywhere. <gasps> is the prequel to Beyond Good and Evil titled Beyond Good and Evil 2. Look. Which is not confusing at all. Somebody make it make sense. <laughs> I am confusion. <laughs> what? How was it a prequel and then they're calling it 2? This is like that shit they're going to call Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but then MCU was like, well, time doesn't have to move linear, even though it's been moving linearly for the past 10 years. Don't expect. Whatever. Fair enough. Um <clears throat> 
They did not show very much gameplay during the the press conference. I will say the presenters were so adorable. They um, were. There was a hot mic after a few of the Ubisoft uh, like little you know deep dives ended, and uh, theirs was one of them. And the developers were so happy. They were saying, "We nailed it! We nailed it!" And it was so heartwarming. It was really heartwarming, but maybe that was to disorient us from the fact that they're going to pay people nothing to help them make this game. I mean, not literally nothing. They they <laughs> not did literally say nothing. They, they have people. So a line up budget for $50,000, which is literally nothing for what they're asking, but can you explain what they're asking? So, they are so the developers for Beyond Good and Evil 2, the prequel with the sequel name is partnering up with Hit Record, run by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is the collaborative art company. Um, and they're using uh, that platform to find artists to make, to build, to help build the world of the game. So it was like for artwork, saw something about like radio in there, um, music. So they're using like this sort of like crowdsourcing method to um, help build the world that they're making. Um and the problem, well, the main problem is that uh, they didn't, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did not mention compensation during the press conference, um, which is probably a very important thing for an artist, especially if you're an independent artist. I would know. We like compensation. Um, so people took up, you know, problem with that. And he quickly responded on Twitter. He was like, no, sorry, it was an oversight. We are going to be paying people, and I, I think the number I saw was fifty thousand was for you know the entire budget for what they're asking for, and I guess they're what I'm assuming is that they'll pay it out um, similarly to how they pay out people normally, which is like however many people contribute. It's like for a lot of their projects, it's like a lot of artists do very small contributions to make a very big sort of thing, and then each artist sort of gets like the little little cut. So I, I just like think dividing fifty thousand by. It's kind of like when you win HQ finally after playing for twelve months, and it's like you won fifty two cents. Congratulations. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just I'm all for crowd. <laughs> um. I don't think it would be terribly difficult for you know uh, a gaming company with that for like a triple A really expensive has a lot of money gaming company to be like all right. We see all these artists. We like this person's art. Let's pay them. Let's make a contract. Let's do some paperwork. I think there's just they're just like cutting a lot of corners and just going, you know, the easy route. I have a problem with it. I don't think I just don't see it in the situation where the artists that do contribute to this are going to be compensated fairly for it. So, which is kind of sucks that like this is like the big controversy for a like, game that hasn't that's had now having this prequel sequel it hasn't been around for like what 10 years 10 plus years and this is what we're all talking about is are you gonna pay people though well i don't think that's what all people are talking about i completely respect your opinion about independent artists i totally want people to get paid i'm not disputing any of that the gameplay apparently for those of the lucky few who are able to see some of it they were saying it's really really impressive 
Um, I mean, the, the trailer looks great. I'm sure it's going to be a great game. The trailer didn't have anything to do with the gameplay, though. There was barely any mm. gameplay in anything that they showed us. What they are creating is like a universe and not just, oh, we're world building and it's hard like Anthem. But you know how hard it is. There is a scale to the battle. Mm-hmm. So you can be on a scale of hand to hand in the middle of an alleyway in a major city on a specific planet. But then you get in your ship and you leave the planet and you travel across the galaxy to another planet where there's another city where you can have another hand-to-hand battle and in between you might be fighting ships in your spaceship or you might dock in your larger ship and fight with that thing like there's Mm. layers to how big the fighting and like the 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 interaction with you in the world um which makes sense why they need to crowdsource all the art for it but (laughs) (laughs) yeah like in in a way that, that big in a way that I don't think many other games give you that kind of option where mm-hmm. you can fight on different scales in that way. Um, so if all of that holds true, I think it could be a really, really impressive game when it finally comes out. I feel like Ubisoft has in- really redeemed themselves in the past few years. They had a few major stumbles and now almost everything they're making is either incredibly compelling in its own right or I'm like downright excited for it. Um, so Beyond Good and Evil is definitely on the list and we'll have to see what happens. If it is, as some people are saying it is, what No Man's Sky could or should have been, then I'm totally in because the premise of No Man's Sky still to me is a really incredible premise it's just that they completely shit the bed on the execution of it um and beyond good and evil beyond good and evil has the opportunity to get that right from the from the very beginning mm-hmm. so we'll have to see what happens with it um they didn't hey, give any kind money. of <laughs> they didn't give any indication on when it would be coming out um it seems like if they're going to be collaborating with a bunch of independent artists though it's probably not going to be next year and money. maybe not even the year after that mm. also pay them so please pay I hope them. You're satisfied that please, I said that. Please pay us. Um, moving on, Trials is coming back. There's a new Trials game, Trials Rising. If you are a fan of the series, I'm sure you're really excited. For me, I, I think it's a really fun like party game. Not something I'm probably gonna go out of my way to invest in, but it looks cool. I mean, it looks it looks cute. Cedric does not care about it at all. No. <laughs> We're honest. I'm honest. I mean, why would anyone have room to care about <laughs> trials when the grandmother is coming? Ugh. Not grandmother like my grandmother, but like the grandmother. Like the grandmother pizza that you get. You know, it's like the, the specialty pie. Oh, I'm so excited for The Division 2. Um, it Ugh. just seemed like this presentation was directed at all of the people who have doubted the franchise over the years. Which, oh. how could you? I Well, I do remember when it first launched as the end game was ass. Um, but since I've played it, it's been great. Yeah, you picked it up after they really fixed everything. And they fixed it in a really 
uh, magical way. Uh, we've talked at length about the division on previous episodes, and so I won't go into like what the game is right now. But you know, to answer that question about the end game, right out the gate, they said, "Oh, and by finishing the story, that's really just the beginning. The end game is the game for the division two. Yeah. So you choose a they specialization. The fuck out of that. <laughs> you choose a specialization." after you complete the main campaign. And so you have one of these three, you know, I guess classes uh, that you're going to be choosing that you spec into. They've changed a lot of individual aspects of the gameplay. Like there's no supers anymore. It's just a specialty weapon that comes along with whatever class you're playing. Um, And then another major gotcha moment was when they showed all of the agents taking down a yellow bar boss. A previous complaint was that the bosses and really all of the enemies in the division are very bullet spongy and it doesn't make sense if you're using traditional weapons and you're shooting a guy in a hoodie in the head, like why isn't he immediately dead when you shoot him in the head with a gun? And some of that is like, come on guys, like suspend your, suspend your disbelief, you know, we oh, get man. it. It's a video but game. I do understand it doesn't seem plausible that you can unload like 30 clips of an automatic rifle into someone and they're still only half dead. Um, So what they've done is for all these major yellow bar enemies, they've added armor that needs to be shot off. And if you do shoot the armor off of them, then like the gameplay trailer showed, you can like shoot them in the leg and they'll actually fall down because you just shot them in the fucking leg and then you can finish them off. Uh, It just seems like they're really taking into account a lot of the criticism of the division one Mm -hmm. and incorporating it not just like oh yeah we heard you the way that Bungie talks about hearing us all the time it wasn't (laughs) just we heard you it was here we are showing you how your feedback has influenced the next iteration of this franchise and I couldn't be more excited. I'm so happy to be playing in the summer. I've lived in Washington DC. I know the city really well and it's a one to one creation unlike the two to one of New York City in the Division 1. So there's just so much out there. I would encourage you to go check it out. There's a wealth of information. Again, I have not been more excited for a video game in an incredibly long time. I'm so pumped for this. And it comes out in March, so it's not even that far away. No, it's not. They dropped a lot of shit for it to just come out in March. Yeah. And make sure you sign up for that beta. Beta. And if you do buy the game, we're getting a full year of DLC for free. That's how it should be, damn it. Especially if you like fucked up. I think part of the reason why they're doing this is because they introduced DLC in Division 1 where if you didn't buy it, you didn't have access to it. But they were introducing things like special PvP modes and the survival mode. Mm. And, you know, it it suffered because not everyone had access to it and not everyone felt like it was worth purchasing. And so it was unsuccessful because there just wasn't the player base to sustain it. Um, And and I think that they don't want to see the player base segmented in Division 2. And I'm just so optimistic for what they're going to do. I'm really, really jized. We're really just going in on that word. Anyway, another game I know you're jazzed about. It's Pirates. Arg. I think Yo, ho, ho, Sea of Thieves has just rum. ruined all pirates for you. 
<laughs> I I don't know. I've never really been into pirate games or like pirate. I never been into, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Didn't really watch it growing up. Not um, really my thing. I don't know. It, it seems like Skull and Bones is going to be the game that Sea of Thieves should have been. Um, there are damage numbers. Sea of Thieves should have been a game, but wow. There is a PvPVE zone, kind of like the Dark Zone and the Division, where you can team up with other ships and like take on these massive enemies. And then when you're done looting, you can turn on each other. <laughs> uh, How it just nice. Seems like a true pirate. Seems like they've really thought a lot of this through. Um, it's not going to come out until late 2019, so I do feel comfortable kind of moving past it a little bit. I will say it was probably one of the stronger presentations in all of E3, not just in the Ubisoft conference. And if you are in any way interested in naval combat, I would really, really encourage you to check it out. It almost seems like they spent the 10 years between now and when Assassin's Creed 3 came out where they first introduced the naval combat system uh, that they have eventually spun off into this. Um, you know, Black Flag being almost like part one of <laughs> what, Skull and Burn, what Skull and Bones uh, has turned into. 10 years with a concept is a long time to think about it and get it right. And I really, really think that they got it right. Mm. I'm very excited. Next up, we're going to breeze right through this because it's a horror game. Transference. <laughs> so many horror so games. So many horror games. What's wrong with us? And it's VR. So, like, not only are you going to get the <laughs> shit scared out of you, you're going to get the it's shit scared out of you virtually. Virtually like, in your face. Yeah, I, I can't do it. Pass. Hard pass. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, if you're into horror and if you have a VR head, if you have a VR headset, what I'm assuming it's just PC and PlayStation, right? I don't know what platform. I mean, there's Oculus. Yeah, but nothing. But Xbox doesn't have any VR options. No, they killed the Kinect, and that was probably the closest thing that they had. Wah, wah, wah. Starlink was formally revealed. Um, I won't go too deep into it. It looks like one of those things that's not really for me. I've never been a huge Amiibo person. Um, I don't I, like if I yeah, buy a game, I want it just game. to be the game. Yeah, I don't want to buy accessories for my game. It's, I already yeah. have to deal with enough DLC. So it, it's like a space adventure, spaceships, shooting things, and there's like little amiibo-ish toys that you can like put on the controller if you're into that sort of thing. Nintendo uh, is really into that type of thing. Uh, they're hammering down on that shit for whatever reason. <laughs> That's literally uh, where they came from. Uh, and they did not want to lose out on this Starlink action. And... Uh, they got fucking Miyamoto to come out right after they announced that Fox, Star Fox, is going to be a playable character on the Switch for this game. You do have to play him on the Switch. You can't like play Starlink on Xbox or Sony and uh, play Fox. I think it's really funny. I wonder if you could just play the whole campaign as Fox and just pretend that it's a Star Fox game. Because when was the last <laughs> Star Fox game that came out in Nintendo? Spoiler alert, that's 100% what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a Switch and play <laughs> Starlink as Fox. Like, this is a Star Fox and game. And just pretend that it's Star Fox. Yeah, Damn. That's what I'm going to do. I wonder if I can actually beat it without buying any fucking toys. Because I won't be doing that. <laughs> Pay to play. <laughs> um, 
Another game that we're not going to spend too much time on, For Honor. Uh, this was another one that Ubisoft launched and then things kind of like got messed up. Um, but they seem to be really on track now. They offered the game for free for a certain period of time um, to get people to come back for the new DLC, Marching Fire. That's rough. And uh, I don't know, it does look really impressive. It looks very fun um, if you're super into fighting games. Again, you know, it's probably going to be Jump Force that gets me to come back to that genre. Uh, but good for uh, all of you For Honor fans. Uh, and then honorable mention, uh, Rainbow Six Siege is getting a lot of new content. And they're making a documentary about some of the professional Siege players uh, in the esports league. So that might be a fun thing to check out. Hmm. You know, seems like up our alley in terms of building community. True, true. Um, but yeah, the last one is probably the biggest one. And, uh, you know, very, very close behind in my excitement meter uh, behind the division. So you must be talking about Destiny's new expansion, right? Oh, I, w- I was talking about... Um, Ubisoft, they uh, are really committed to their games, and they don't just let let them die. Oh, that no. was I don't think we were talking about Destiny. That was a read. Mm. Assassin's Creed is getting its newest installment in Greece. It is in Greece, and all of the gameplay footage looks like it was made not just in the same engine. And not just in the same style, but like a copy and paste of Origins, which if you played Assassin's Creed Origins, is probably the best thing they possibly could have done. I mean, yeah, you know, the time period is not similar, but around the... They didn't even change accents. No, they didn't. Because, I mean, we're in this technically similar part of the world. Yeah, I mean, Egypt is still the Mediterranean, even if it's on the African side. Yeah, so... Um, we talk a great deal about Origins in the very first episode of Gamer Friends. So if you're looking for an impression on Assassin's Creed's new direction, I would start there. Um, Odyssey just looks like an improvement on all of the wonderful things that were brought to us by Origins. And I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait for everyone to be mad that you can be a woman. I can't wait for everyone to be mad that you can be a gay woman. I can't wait for everyone to be mad that you can be a gay man. That's all I'm... I'm just here for the pettiness. I mean, I will play Origins, and I will play Odyssey, because it is a fun game. It's it's, it's fun for for me, even though I'm not great at it. I'm not. He's not. I'm not. I can admit my flaws, and being good at... And being good at Origins is is one of them. But I'm, I'm here for the pettiness. Like, let me be... Let me be a lesbian Greek goddess killing people and... Being gay. Um, was it historically accurate for there to be gay people in the Mediterranean? Um, was it historically accurate for women to like exist in the Mediterranean? Didn't like men play all the roles all the time? I don't understand. Um, suffice to say, <laughs> gay shit is canon as fuck in that time period. <laughs> be mad, gamer bros. Be mad. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna play uh, as Cassandra. And I'm going to les it up, and I couldn't be more excited. It's it's an exciting time to be a gamer. <laughs> All right, so finally, and that was another long one, but so well-deserved. Ubisoft is... Hats off to Ubisoft. Killing the game. It really was a fantastic press conference. It and was. if you have the time, definitely go watch the whole thing. Pay the artist. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Moving on. 
PC gaming show. Um, we got Maneater, where Nick, you might actually like this. I did think it looked fun. Yeah. Theoretically. Because so it's it's a shark game, which we all know that Nick doesn't like shark. Except. Except you're the shark and you get to eat all the people. Yeah. So. I might do it from this, that way. This kind of might be like a, a reversal therapy type thing. Maybe. In the same way that I considered playing that Jason game. What's that franchise called? Friday the 13th. <laughs> that really famous horror franchise with Jason. Yeah. You know what? I know his name. Right? I know his name. Yikes. What's that Jay-Z Jeff He's just like, <laughs> I did think about playing Friday the 13th because you can play as Jason. I would have fun playing as the serial killer. As the serial killer. I just don't want to be serially killed. I, 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 fair enough. I don't think anyone would want to be serially killed, but, you know. A lot of people do want to be serially killed, apparently, because for whatever reason, they've allowed them to create more Jurassic Parks in the new game, Jurassic Park Evolution. Um I'm really hyped for it. I am a huge city builder person, a huge theme park game person. We've talked about these ad nauseum. And Jurassic Park Evolution is just combining both of those things. So is it also like instead of like Thunderstorm, just like, oh, my God, the T-Rex got out and is chewing on. (laughs) Yeah. So they have three different divisions. There's the entertainment division, the security division, and (laughs) what's the the research division? Uh And if you pay too much like attention if you put too many points or whatever let's simplify it and say they're points let's you put too many points into one or the other then the third one will literally sabotage you and so i've been watching gameplay where they're not paying too much attention to the entertainment division and so someone from the entertainment division went and let out all the mediators wait 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 hold up that is a a lawsuit b (laughs) morally reprehensible that we're not getting the resources, so we're just going to let little Sally with a little <laughs> dinosaur lollipop get chewed the fuck up? Where is the moral compass? Where um, is it? Somewhere else, but I can't wait to play this game. Oh, this sounds like something. Um, it's not just coming out for PC either. It is going to be on Xbox, and so I am, I'm thinking, going to play there. Um, mm. I do have a lot of PC gaming to do this month, as we've talked about before. Seasons comes out next week. We talked about it already. Park Life is already out. We talked about that too. And now Evolution is going to be added to the list, so maybe I'll get it for PC and just do like a whole month of being a zombie on my on my Mac and do my best. That's an option. Um, the last game from the PC gaming show that I want to talk about, there were so many other games, but as we mentioned, console scrubs and therefore not as appealing to watch the whole thing. Um, but the walking dead is getting a final season. Um, I'm not talking about the TV show. There have been some, <laughs> which amazing- could use a final season for, that's very out. true. Um, let deny leave so that she can get some of that black Panther spinoff money. Um, anyway, the Walking Dead was a telltale game that was really, really well done. It's the closest thing to a horror game you'll get me to play just because I actually like the world of The Walking Dead. And I think that the comic is very interesting and the show for a while was kind of interesting. Um, so About four seasons. Telltale made a game that it's not an action game. You're not like walking around fighting zombies. It's very much interacting with the world via text. It's a very text-heavy game. Interesting. Um, and... 
any of the action sequences are like real time events. They're not like, mm. oh, you have to go and do this thing um, in the way a traditional game might. So uh, the second one was also really good. And in this third one, it looks like uh, our protagonist is all grown up. I won't spoil anything for anyone who might not have gotten into them, um, but definitely check it out and we'll be able to play the final chapter coming soon. All right. Let's move on to Sony PlayStation's part of the presser. The hot mess. The hot mess is nice. Why don't you explain for the folks at home what we're talking about? They uh, they first had everyone set up in like this this church thing and made a whole bunch of church jokes about E3 being church. Yikes. Yikes. A little on the nose. Um, and it ended up looking like the the scene that they set uh, for the Last of Us 2 trailer, which was it was a nice little tie-in. Lesbians. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to the lesbians. Um, and so then they did that. Then they had, was it a musical thing after that, right? They started off with a banjo before the Last of Us trailer. Oh, that's right. The banjo first. Then the last one was really trailer. long. It was very. It went on like at least three times as long as it should have. I was sitting there like, okay, but when's the trailer coming? Like, hey, it was a it was a great musician, but damn, it's just not long, what I was there for. Long musical interludes is actually the theme of Sony's <laughs> presser. Anyway, so then the last of us trailer came out, um, which we'll go back to. I want to just set the the vibe for the rest of the conference. Um, so then Last of Us and another and then they did like a like a like a sports uh ESPN panel as they moved everyone from the church into a traditional auditorium. It was a really bad panel, guys. Really I didn't watch it, I skipped it. It was awkward. It 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 the reason why we say like sports was because it looks like the halftime show desk. Yeah, like a little half circle, everyone's like, Yeah, the games. It was just bizarre. It was bizarre. And it also didn't look that great. Like the the thing, the background behind them was like moving. Yeah, because they was, were outside in the wind. It just didn't. It it, <laughs> it looked. It was weird. It was very weird. So that's kind of like the theme. We're, it just, that's what the, 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 the framing of the structure here, the base, if you will, uh, a little wobbly. Once they got inside the auditorium and then they got past the second musical number, everything else was like. Fairly straightforward. No one else came out on stage. It was all just the screen. Thank God. And it seems odd that they didn't just start that way. Just do it. Yeah, I, I was. It was just weird. Like if you're gonna have people, I think having people move in the middle of a press conference is just a bad move. Just like I don't know. Have like I think they should have just had the um, you know, serve some drinks. Have a whole bunch of gamers who want to be on camera just sit in the church and then have the press people in the thing and then just move the conference to the auditorium. Like, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. It's very weird. Anyway, The Last of Us, lesbians. This game looks violent, violent as fuck. Also fantastic. <laughs> um, I don't think there's going to be like lesbians allowed in oh, a post-apocalyptic world because they have to be procreating. Yeah, they're just they're making out with each other for friendship reasons. I saw someone literally say that. Someone was Are like, Are you fucking kidding that me? It looks like it could just be a friendship kiss. I don't understand. There's also no way that it was satire. <sighs> 
because the whole account was a really earnest discussion of why Battlefield Five was historically inaccurate, and then they made the comment about Ellie. So it's almost like there's a pattern here. Yeah, it just—I can't put my finger on it. Uh, it does seem very uh, familiar. Let me say. Um. So yeah, post-apocalyptic lesbians. Sure, is, it's, a, it's a good brand of lesbian to be. I think. <laughs> the game looks violent as fuck. It was it was bad. I, was I like, mean, the first one was really violent. The first too. one was violent. The sequel shouldn't be any less violent. It would make sense, you know. You walk back on the violence, but uh, it also gave off the vibe that like the monsters are not really going to be the focal point. Mm-hmm. I know that very much like The Walking Dead, The Last of Us was not so much about the monsters. It was about the people, the humans that become monsters. But there were no monsters in the, in the trailer, trailer for yeah. Last of Us Two. I think probably I think that was that looked like straight at the beginning of the game how it initially starts. I don't think there were. I, they probably just didn't want to give out away too much. Yeah, but I'm just really great. really hoping that Naughty Dog understands that killing happy lesbians is a trope. And that's right. That we should oh my God, it not is. be it's, killing any of the lesbians. The lesbians need to live. Yeah, the lesbians, the lesbians need, need to live. To live. They need to live. That's all I have to say. At the same time, I'm fully expecting that Ellie is going to like witness her lover's head get cut off or something. Yeah. I'm like almost positive. Um, well, we'll have to get Chase um, to tell us about it. I'm, I'm, I probably would. I might get it. Oh, I'm fully getting a PS4 Pro, not because of The Last of Us, actually, but because of the next game. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, but before we get to that, we got to get to the trailer that was in the ESPN weirdness that was a Sony conference. What trailer? Destiny 2. Forsaken. Oh, I forgot that they were at E3 since no one paid any attention to them. No one. Could you imagine they were regulated to the trailer during the, during the ESPN conference? I, I, I actually really wonder if it. it is an indication of how sony and activision are feeling about the state of the game that they did not Mm. even give them a trailer spot in the auditorium maybe it was because it wasn't a new game Uh, i mean i mean that's that's weak sauce obviously but like um that might be why but at the same time kingdom hearts 3 isn't a new game i mean it is a new game but it's a continuation of a franchise but that's actually one that people are excited about so (laughs) fair enough there i said it um, I said what I said. I mean, I will say that the trailer looks compelling. Uh, it is a huge spoiler for the story of Forsaken. And so if you're trying to go in blind, do not watch the most recent trailer. Um, you can probably infer what is going to be happening. From but the artwork. Yeah. The cover art. I'm, yeah. Whatever. I mean. I mean, at the end of the day, I am excited to play it. And I uh, will be doing so once reddit tells me to oh, that's right you're not gonna you're not gonna buy it you're not gonna pull the trigger right away uh i, I mean i will. kind of am because you are and right. we're so game bias, sharing by association <laughs> not by choice 
Oh, well. <laughs> if it was my own decision, uh, I probably uh, at this point would not pre-order. I need to hear more about what the game is going to be. Fair enough, fair enough. A game that I don't need to hear anymore, though, and we are going to talk about it right now, is Ghost of Tsushima. That's what's going to get me to buy a PlayStation. This shit looks dope. It looks it, way doper than Xbox's Samurai <laughs> 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 which is like bad that I have to pit these two games against each other, but this one looks amazing. It is probably one of the most visually stunning games that we saw at E3. Yes. It yes. just looks like a a Beautiful. graphical achievement. Which seems to be a theme for Sony. They are just like really putting their foot in these graphics. And it's just like, you are going to love how these fucking games look. It actually kind of drives me nuts that that's what they're doing because Xbox has the more powerful machine right now. Xbox yeah. One X is more powerful than the PS4 Pro. And I don't know, it kind of bothers me that they're just seeding all this ground. Whatever, they, you know, we've talked about them <laughs> creating the studio bitter. and buying the four. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I am a little bitter. I, I just bitter. want them to do better because there's no reason why, like, Xbox couldn't have their own Ghost of Tsushima. But you know what? I'm fine with that because this samurai hybrid Witcher game just looks, Fantastic. it just looks astonishing it does that violence i felt that shit when he cut the first snicker in the face i was like <laughs> i was like oh my am i is this real am i bleeding i, I was like oh my look such a face i don't i was god oh my goodness <clears throat> it, it was a lot now nah, oof it looks and the fighting looks great it looks really like in the same way that i, I really like the god of war fighting yeah I, it looks from the, the gameplay that we did see in the trailer, it looked like that. It looked super fluid, yeah. really. It just looked really great. It looks really well done. I wish that we had more information about when it was coming out. I wish there was, mm. you know, more playable game uh, at E3, but it doesn't seem like the type of thing that's going to be coming out, like, you know, next month or in a few months even. Probably not. We're probably not going to get, if I'm going to call like late 2019. If that, if that, like maybe even 2020, 2020. for this. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It, it just looks really, really promising. Yeah. And so we'll have to see how it I comes I wish we out. had more to say about it. Just watch the trailer. It looks great. Yeah. It looks great. It looks great. Um, the makers of a game that you liked are making a PlayStation exclusive now. They're Look switching at them, teams. Switching teams, switching sides. Is this <laughs> one also going to have like a Netflix show built into the I don't game? know. I hope so. Listen... I don't know if I joked about this yet, but I like Quantum Break because I do love a good story. I stand a good story. Wig. But I also like that I can take an ice cream break technically while I'm playing the game. You know, like, you know, I can watch some Netflix. Yeah. Go, so for y'all that don't know, Quantum Break is a game that's very like story driven. There's some action in it. But what's notable about it is that you're basic it's basically like a TV show in the middle of it. Like as you finish a chapter, it's like here's like 30 minutes of an episode <laughs> to get you through the rest of the story. And it's like a fully produced show. It looks great. And now they're making control, which is like looks like um looks like just a mutant game, you know? Kind of. Just don't they didn't really there wasn't really much in the trailer, just a, just gameplay. Just, well, they they did some gameplay on the showroom floor. And so there is more. Oh, okay. If you want to go check out some more gameplay of control, it is out there. I mean, it looks cool. It looks like another, it looks like they're playing with the concept of time again. Which 
isn't shocking. This is their wheelhouse. Yeah. Exclusives about time. <clears throat> we'll have to see though. Um, I'm saying that a lot. I guess we're gonna have to see yeah, about a, a lot of these. Sony things. really put a lot of shit under wraps. I feel like they were just like, here's a trailer, and nobody's gonna talk about it. You're just gonna watch the show. You're gonna buy this fucking game. <laughs> Which might be the maybe that was maybe they did have the most successful conference because they're probably people are gonna be like, yeah. Something about this game, man. Maybe if we only are talking about the games, but if we're talking about the games and the presentation, no, the I presentation think it was, was one of the worst because it was just so off-putting how they Booby. put it together. Not good. Um, something that is not off-putting, though, even for me. Resident Evil 2. Again. Didn't play the first one. The first one or the first Resident Evil 2? <laughs> I showed my ass on that one. Oh, hmm. well. I host hmm. a gaming podcast. So many games, so many games. So the reimagining of Resident Evil is coming out. PlayStation, how you feel about it? I feel like people really were like, oh my God, about the trailer. I mean, I'm not going to play it because, you know, I'm a scaredy cat. Uh, I I would never go to Raccoon City even if it wasn't infested with zombies. So it is what it is um, in terms of how I feel, but a lot of people really lost their minds, uh, and good for them. I I feel confident in uh, what it looks like. It looks really true to the original uh, from what I've seen. I've seen gameplay of the original. I've seen some cutscenes from the original. Uh, I just I I couldn't make it through for myself. Fair enough. Uh, know yourself. Know yourself. <clears throat> yeah, you know I know that it's not for me. Uh, just like I know that Kingdom Hearts is not for me, uh, but it is for a lot of people. And who <laughs> I just I actually I, this is one community that I actually feel good for because I feel like they've been wanting a Kingdom Hearts game for a very long time, and they finally they finally get number three. It's about time they they deserve it. They deserve. They I deserve have a friend it. who is super obsessed with Kingdom Hearts, and that's all that I know about Kingdom Hearts is from her and her obsession with it. And she's been waiting for Kingdom Hearts three since I lived in South Carolina and I lived in South Carolina in 2010. So we are talking about almost 10 years that Homegirl and all of the Kingdom Hearts fans have been waiting for this game. Cult following. And I really hope that it gives them everything they want because unless you're a fan of new Disney, you might not really be into this new stuff. That's true. I don't know if I want to call out that Chase likes Frozen on the podcast. I think you just did. But I just did. Um, is that the only Frozen's in it? Tangled's in it? Um, Toy Story? Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. I'm sure they're all in it in some way. Yeah. But I think that's all we saw from the trail. I can't remember if we saw anything else. I think that... Um, it is going to be another fan service project. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people um, have really high expectations and are really dead set on what it should be. And I think the developers are actually kind of like in tune to that. Um, I mean, and they've had plenty of time to get their shit together. Eight years to be like, okay, so let's not fuck it up. Um, another project that has really been a long time coming, and I still think is at least. Um, two years away, probably, uh, is the new uh, Kojima mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. Death Stranding. And you know what? I've watched that uh, trailer three or four times, and I still couldn't tell you what the fuck is happening. Wow. I only watched it once and also couldn't tell you what the fuck is happening. So we did our jobs. 
It seems like one of those things where I'm not going to know <laughs> until I'm playing it if it's going to be too scary for me or not. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun. We'll have to stream that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that would be perfect. Um, So Homeboy from The Walking Dead. What's his name? I don't remember the actor's name, but the character's name is Daryl. Norman. Norm Reedus. <laughs> So Homeboy from The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus, is starring. It looks like he's just in the game. That's how great these graphics are. <laughs> Look at this camera. I don't know. Like if you just want to talk about photorealism, uh, Sony has got it going on. Yeah. I think that the only people who are better at making characters look like human beings are probably Ubisoft folks, especially when it comes to black people, as you've pointed out. I did. I remember at the end of the Ubisoft, con- I was like, damn, like they're really – they really know what to do with black people. And I feel like they're the only ones that like really know what to do with black people. They don't light us very well. They don't light us very well. I remember looking at the hair on Homegirl in the trailer for the Good and Evil 2 or whatever. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Beyond Good and Evil 2. And I was like, oh, that it's a little high, I think. I think it's a little over-exaggerated, but like I was like, it moves like it should. Yeah. I was like, okay. They, I think they, they got some people from Shea Moisture up in that studio. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Um, but uh, I, I, I want to say more about this game. It looks like it really could be a masterpiece or it could be a fucking disaster. I, I don't know. It just is. It just looks like a lot. So we'll have to find out. I'm and we have sure. no information. No. Again, Sony was just like, here's a trailer motherfuckers I'm sure it was it's, long it was a very long trailer yeah hmm well maybe at some point we'll figure out how you grow a baby in a tube on your chest for some reason I don't get it there's a description for you right there folks <laughs> <laughs> there's just gotta be something about like dying and then being reborn or something I, I, I don't know mm. who knows who knows not I so yeah, uh, right after that, there's another game, Neo 2, Nio 2. I don't know. It's kind of like the Sekiro uh, business. We don't know. Yeah. I, I This is what, why they need presenters for these games, so they can pronounce <laughs> things for us. <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, it would be helpful. It looks cute. It looks cute. Cool. And maybe. Maybe cute isn't the right word. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Cool. Cute. That's all I got. It's cute. It's cute. But you know what's not cute? The real danger that Peter Parker is going to be in. When he enters Arkham Asylum? It doesn't look that much like Arkham Asylum. Okay, it does. Whatever. I'm over it. (laughs) The whole plot (laughs) is the plot of Arkham Asylum. It is. It's like, oh, all right. So we got a new new gameplay for Spider-Man. And yes, the whole plot is Arkham Asylum, all the bad guys escaped from jail. And I was, they came this close because when Homegirl was like, they got the five of your biggest enemies. And I was like, how hard was it for y'all not to write six? Because I was like, oh, we're, <laughs> I guess we're not doing a Sinister Six thing. Because I don't, who the fuck is Negative Man? That nigga brand new, right? At, no, at the end though, there is a sixth person because he goes, you? you? So it is the Sinister Six, yes. I, it is going to be the Sinister Six, weird, I know. But I'm just, like, mad that they were just, like, five. And, like, it wasn't, they didn't make a big deal out of it. But if you're a nerd like me, you're like, oh, That was just for you. That was just for me for them to be like, 
You're not going to say Sinister <laughs> Six. Fuck you. I don't think it's historically accurate to the comics to say Sinister Five. five. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this game looks great. I'm still hella excited for it. Everyone who's been playing it is just like, this is the best Spider-Man game ever, even better than Spider-Man 2, <laughs> which still isn't my top Spider-Man game, but whatever. We're not going to go into that. It is the best Spider-Man game. And I'm really excited that people are comparing it to Spider-Man 2. That makes me a lot uh, more excited for it. I can't get over how much it looks and feels like Arkham Asylum, but in a, not just in a the good plot. Yeah, but also in like the fighting style. But the, I don't know. That's not a bad thing. Those, are, not a amazing bad thing. Those are amazing games. And it also just like makes also makes sense for the style of game that it is. Yeah. The one big difference I've noticed is that in the Arkham games, like the enemies that you're fighting kind of give you an indication that they're about to attack. And right. in this new Spider-Man game, it looks like Spider-Man is the one that gives you the indication that something's about to happen via the Spider-Sense, which I think is a really cool way of keeping the same concept in the game, but treating it very differently according, according to the IP, which is, right. you know, Spider-Man. And so if all that it is is Arkham Asylum in the Marvel Universe with Spider-Man. I'm already 110% there. You don't have to tell me anymore. But I'm willing to bet that there's a lot more stuff going into it than oh, just, yeah. like, a clone of Arkham Asylum. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be great. Um, I need to get paid so I can pre-order that stuff. I probably missed the collector's edition by now, but... <laughs> I guess it wasn't it a good idea for you to submit with uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> funny <laughs> it took a second for me to get that one i'm sorry all right so i think we can move to our last that's all you want to say about spider-man you want to talk about the web slinging or anything like that no i mean i'm that's it I, okay yeah i'm just i'm really excited and i think i think it's gonna be great i don't i'm just like i'm ready for it to come out now like i feel like we've gotten so much press about it and it's a lot of good press and i'm just like all right i am ready my body is ready. My mind is ready. I'm mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually ready to play this game. I just want it to come out. Like, I don't even have anything else to say. I just want it to fucking come out. When does it come out? September. I was actually trying to play Gotcha with you. Oh. I don't remember <laughs> the exact day. So you kind of got me. You have got me. And fuck you. Um, Nintendo got us all. Final press conference. Thank you for sticking with us. If you made it this far, it has been a the fucking MVPs. marathon. Uh, um, we're tired. almost done. Nintendo uh, got us good. I was kind of expecting more, I got to say. I was expecting some big landmark announcement, and uh, it didn't come. Um, they talked about Pokemon. They announced Super Mario Party. They talked about Xenoblade Chronicles getting some DLC. Uh, there's a new game called Fire Emblem coming out. Probably the thing I'm most excited for uh, out of all of the Nintendo announcements, even including Smash, um, is that Overcooked 2 is coming. Uh, we've talked a lot about that on this podcast. Um, what else? Fortnite is not only coming to Switch, but it was available the day of the conference. They were just like, you could do it. Right now. Yeah. Right now. 
that was really cool. Um, and then they introduced a game called Hollow Knight. Uh, but then they spent the bulk of the conference, like the rest of the time, talking about the game that Cedric really, really thinks he's good at. Cedric really knows that he's good at Super Smash Brothers and will be the ultimate fighter in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You can kiss my ass. Everyone is here. Literally. Play with your friends. Not literally. Every character that has ever existed in a Super Smash Brothers game. Ever. Even ones that were locked behind DLC. Hmm. So like Cloud or those niggas. I don't remember. Um, I, I never I never bought them. I didn't give a fuck. I do want to shout out uh, that one character in the Nintendo universe. Uh, as you put it. Yes, as I put it. In this, in a beautifully worded tweet, always an assist trophy, never a bride. Waluigi still not a fucking playable character in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers, uh, seeing as how it is a Nintendo franchise and it is primarily like Mario characters. I don't fucking understand why they don't don't give Waluigi his rightful place, like. Come on, just complete the quad situation. We got Luigi in there. We need Waluigi. He's so disrespected that it even made it into an op-ed in the Washington Post. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the Washington Post, hard-hitting journalism. Um, um, I read somewhere that Nintendo hasn't added him in because they feel like a lot of players like him disingenuously. What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't read any further than that. I thought it was bullshit. I think that they're just afraid of <laughs> Waluigi's raw sexuality. And I don't appreciate them trying to, like, regulate my desire. Uh. Anyway, so you can play with every character <laughs> under the Nintendo uh, franchise except for Waluigi. A newcomer is Ridley. Mm. From Samus, which it's about time she had like her own little part. I feel like everyone has like everyone in the fr- in the game has like someone else from their world except for. Her. I mean, Sonic and Snake don't count because whatever. But oh man, and Pac Man's gonna be in it too. I forgot about that. Literally, my mom is gonna be in it, but not Waluigi, and I'm really mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, I'm you, still gonna play the shit out of it. We are all gonna play the shit out of it. Um, I'm really excited. I, I'm I'm excited for a lot of things. I'm excited that all the maps now have Omega forms, so mm. you can just get your flat ass one on one no items map that can look pretty. It doesn't have to be Final Destination, which is nice. Um, um, I was you know looking at some of the I was watching a video about some of the fighter things and like I think so, uh, some of the details I think look pretty cool. Um, like how like the dodging, like your dodge gets a little slower or it doesn't, you don't dodge as well if, back and, you know, if you keep doing it, which is like a, a cool little detail. You also take more damage in your shield if you're dodging or something, right. something like that. Something like that. Um, I don't give a fuck about any of the items because I'm a true Smash player and I don't fucking play with items. I didn't know that people did play with them. Like oh, I, no, people, I was surprised that they spent so much time on them. I... 
when I first played Melee as a kid, items on all the time because they were fun. I loved the Star Rod especially, you know, because it was great because, you you know, you had the Star thing shoot out and then you could just... That was why. You could just throw the Star Rod Because it was great. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was so much fun. You know, you'd like hit it and uh-huh. then the stars would come and fly out, but then you could also yeah. throw the rod. Sure. I feel like you're trying to say something here and I'm going to ignore it. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, as I got more serious in my Smash playing... Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> as I got more serious, the items went away and things got serious. Yeah. And I had to fuck people up. Seriously. It was definitely when my cousins uh, kept getting beat because of my item usage that they were they were like, uh, we heard that you can just turn these off. And so that's what we did. And from then on, that was the only fair way to do it. And it seems like everyone else in the world also realized that. Yeah, and so. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question. Are, mm-hmm. you a, are you a timer person? Are you like a three-minute match person? Are you like a three-life person? Stock all the way. Stock. Okay. Because I don't feel like a lot of like a lot of like high-level people are like, that's, there's, a, there's a split. There's like... Some people are really stock and some people are really timer. I think the problem with timer is that timer prevents comebacks in a way that stock does not. Mm -hmm. Stock is entirely about skill and whether or not you can outlast and outplay your opponent. Time, you know, you might get a a few lucky hits in and knock someone out and then you could just play keep away for the rest of the match. You know what I mean? That's less appealing to me than... Uh, I have a limited number of lives, and I'm going to use all of them to exterminate you. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I I think the one thing I really love about the Smash series, even though I still don't think they've gotten the physics, I miss melee physics so bad. I do think melee was probably the best iteration so I think far. It was the best iteration. Um, I also miss Project M. Rest in peace. Mm. Um, sorry, kidding. I never played it because that that would be illegal. Is it illegal? Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. Fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. Project M was amazing. Ugh. But I love the sort of like, like there are just certain matches that you can play and you are just like bashing each other around. But there's also like, I've played a lot of matches where it's just like, it almost feels like you're playing Street Fighter where you were just like right up against a person and just scrapping the whole time. And I think it's just, it's just a very, 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 no. The, the type of fighting varies greatly in one match. And I'm, it's just like, it's, I just love the game so much. It was actually really like my first fighting game that I really enjoyed. I think it's like hella more um, accessible than like a Street Fighter is. Yeah. Um, I think just by design, I think, you know, anyone could play Street Fighter if you like learn how to play it. But um, it's man, funny I you just... even said that because. I really don't even think of it as a fighting game. We've been talking about fighting games and, you know, Jump Force being the game that would bring me back to the genre. I didn't even consider Super Smash being in the genre because to me, Smash is Smash. Like, it's its that's own. it. It's, yeah. all, it's its own thing. I, I agree with that, but I, I do consider that a part of, like, the fighting. I mean, you're style. definitely right. I, it's right. more me than than the definition, yeah. for sure. And it, it does play, like I said, it's like it plays a lot differently than, like, a Tekken and a Street right, Fighter. Right, right, right. Even, like, Marvel vs. Capcom. It's completely different. But I don't get tired of playing Smash the way that I sometimes never. can get tired of playing, like, Tekken over and over again. Because, like, with Tekken and Street Fighter, I'm like, all right, so who's the one character I'm going to learn all the combos for? They're all different for each character. Where I just feel like, like, like Smash is just, like... 
Oh, it's the same controls for everybody. Yay. <laughs> um, no, it's great. Oh, Daisy's coming, but I don't care. Yeah, that was a perfect footnote to the end of this conversation because that is how I feel about that as well. Yeah. Two other things that I do want to mention. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Solid Snakes. Cakes. <laughs> um, they did flatten his ass. They did. <laughs> uh, much to the dismay. They're just like, I feel like the Smash community is just as mad about that as, or worried about that as the Sims community was about snow depth. Mm. Um, but in better news, Samus has a proportional human body now. That's true. And that's nice. It, so It was a very weird character model before. And you know what's, what's why I, I feel shitty saying this, but like I never, I never realized how bad it was because it was like Tomb Raider bad. It was, and I think the reason why I never noticed how bad it was was because of the suit. Like it just looked like there was a lot of bulkiness up top. It was not ever sexual for me. I think at the end of the day, Nintendo needs to understand the sexual nature of the community. <laughs> <laughs> that's the situation with Waluigi. That's the situation with uh, the snakes, with the snake cakes. And uh, that is certainly the situation with Samus. Yeah. Well, you know, gamers. I mean, we're growing up. We're not, it's not just for little kids. No, it's point. not. It's not. Not that games ever were, but specifically Smash. <laughs> like, no. Oh, I can't wait to fuck people. Uh, oh, and you get to play with GameCube controllers. I forgot about that. I'm, ugh, that is just like. That's a must. That is a must. Because like if you're, honestly, if someone was going to play Smash with me and they played with something else besides a GameCube controller, I'd be like, oh, you don't actually play this game. Hmm. I'd be like, that's cute. But. I actually got really good with Pit on the Wii controller. Mm. I don't know how, because that controller was a nightmare to use for Smash, but I Also, did. Pit, I, I. I liked Pitt, but he was not, he's like a very like middle of the road. I felt like middle of the road heavier than what I would think of that character. His balance just didn't jive with me for some reason. Hmm. Well, play with me. I'll show you how Pitt can move. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 who's, who's your main? Pitt. You main as Pitt? Yeah, I do. For those that don't know, Maine is who's the person you play as the most. Maine. I, I feel like Maine is self-explanatory. It might not be. But you Maine is Pit? I Maine is Pit. Ugh. Who did you Maine in Melee? Captain Falcon. Oh my god, you're one of those. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> you seem like the type who's like Yoshi. Oh, hell no. Um... <laughs> I've run across a few good Yoshi players, and the thing is, when he's good, he's almost unbeatable. But he's just so hard to be good. Yeah. I and let's see. In melee, I would main. In melee, I would main Mario, Peach. I was feeling a little frisky, Falco. Wow! I just fell asleep. Um, <laughs> shut up. In, let's see, in Brawl, I wouldn't main pit. I do like using him, but not a, as a main character. Uh, I actually would main Samus in Zero Suit a lot. 
Mario still. If I wanted to annoy someone, I play a Sonic. Yeah, I'm one of those. Sorry. Yeah, that's pretty annoying. Sonic was uh, not my favorite. I love him. He's great. Well, Gotta we'll definitely fast. be diving into some more Smash action uh, when it actually comes out. Uh, and I think that and several other of the port announcements are reason enough to get into a Switch. So why did you laugh at that? Oh, I was laughing because Nintendo was like, this new Smash isn't a port. It's a brand new game. And oh. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, but how yeah. many times did your devs have copy and paste fair on the... Enough. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's something that devs do. I don't know if they hit copy and paste. But I would imagine that yeah. if anyone's hitting copy and paste, it's the Smash Bros. devs. But whatever. <sighs> Love the game, though, even <laughs> if it is half a port. <laughs> Don't worry. We play a lot of games that are like that. Uh, Destiny being. Um, I think that's a show. I think. Uh, it is a long show. It's a very long show. And we really appreciate you sticking with us. Um, also, shout out to the sound quality for this recording. We're mobile right <laughs> We're now. We're mobile right now. Yeah. We're so in a hotel. We may or may not sound different. Uh, we really, definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see how this comes out. Um, but thank you for hanging in there. I know that's been a long, long discussion. Um, but we appreciate all of our loyal listeners who made it. Yes. Oh, and thank you. Thank you. For rating us on Apple Podcasts. We are now officially a five-star rated podcast, which is Five nice. motherfucking stars. Let's keep that up. Rate Keep rating us. us more. If you haven't rated us, please do so. If you haven't told a friend, please do so. Tell three or four gamer friends. Um, I I really want to get some more engaging guests on soon and have some more narrative content for everyone. So let's uh, get those ratings up and get those numbers up and we'll, we'll have some great content for you coming soon. Ooh, numbers. Um, so yeah, we'll catch y'all in two weeks. Two motherfucking weeks. I have a lot to discuss already. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> Deuces.